Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. Your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on our Sunday morning tradition. That is, that being said, happens every Sunday morning. The times range from 9, 10, 11, and 12. Today, it's 11 o'clock. Welcome into that tradition that has been held on since 2009, the Couch Potato Sports Show. And an interesting week in sports, as, you know, usually is. But this is the off-season. And guys, let me tell you something about the off-season. Back in the day... They never, and let me, let me just say this again, they never said anything in the off-season because of what technology has brought to us. Technology has brought so much to the game that is sports that in the off-season, literally, back in the day, and I'm talking 70s, 80s, up till the 90s and into the, you know, just getting into the 2000s, we didn't hear a lot about what happened in the off-season, regardless if it was someone getting a DUI, someone getting into a fight, and a bar brawl, and all that other stuff. We didn't hear of this stuff. Or, if we did, it was weeks. But with the way that the sports world works now, you hear stories immediately. I'm talking seconds after they happen. And guess what? That is some of the reasons why the media gets the negative look that they look on. Because regardless what anybody says, whether or not it should be reported, if it's going to be reported, why it's going to be reported, if someone, regardless if they're a quote-unquote journalistic professional, you got to report it. Or you eat the story. Now, folks, I've been kind of, I'm not really a quote-unquote journalist. I did some writing, and I, when I'm saying those, I'm putting up the two fingers and doing the quotes things, you know, because my quote-unquote writing wasn't all that great. I bet my subject matter, though, was. And I know what I was saying, but whether or not I got it out to people the right way to where they understood what I was trying to say, that was a different story. But now we get the news from wherever it may be, and guess what? Bang! We have an opinion about it. Of course, that's why we've been doing this show for as long as we have been doing this show. And we will continue to do so until I just get so old that I can't even get my big fat butt out of bed in order to get over to a computer. So 
the good thing about those new technology and the instantaneousness that is the news is that we get to do what we do. Now, granted, the good thing about this show, blog talk, and the good thing about Blog Talk Radio, believe me, some coaches got many complaints about Blog Talk Radio. But I will tell you this, it gives us a platform to really tell the truth. I mean, because how many times have you watched ESPN and thought to yourself, well, I wonder who the sponsor of this segment is going to be after you hear which direction they go. I, I, my hand's up in the air. I see it all the time, hear it all the time, and we don't cater to that. And we even tell our sponsors when we go into commercials that we don't cater to any specific thing. Now, they can decide to be a part of the show or not be a part of the show. And we may take it into a left turn that most people won't even decide to go to because it's too controversial. It's something that they, and, and when you're talking about it, you put your reputation on the line at what you do. And it may affect whether or not you will continue with what you do and into the future. And it takes a brave soul to get up on the show to actually talk about what they really feel about something compared to, well, what's the sponsor going to think about it? And that's what this show has been all about. There have been many shows on Blog Talk Radio that are exactly the same way, and that's the part I like about Blog Talk Radio. Now, some you'll get the nuts. Don't give me your <laughs> Some people think I'm a nut, but, I mean, you'll get the nuts out on Blog Talk Radio. But when, when you put together a show like we do, I, I really wanted to just, call, when I started this show, is call the show off the top of my head. We don't normally sit for hours upon hours upon hours, you know, researching. Like, you know, Mike and Mike will get on. And, and what really pisses me off about Mike and Mike, and I'll put it out there right now, you know, the research that is done. Well, I, no, no offense, Mike Greenberg, okay? But when you've got other people doing the research for you, you're not doing research. You've got some stooges that are helping you get the job done. And if you're too lazy to actually go and do the research, why don't you just admit it out on regular TV? But, hey, that's not what ESPN does. The research is done for you. So that's the reason why I like it. We don't do a lot of research unless we want to verify something that has been said, but we do it off the top of our head. That's what I wanted to call the show a long time ago. My wife said, no, you need to stick with the Couch Potato Sports Show because, you know, that's me. So, that having been said, retread is going on. Let's start in the NBA, folks, because the NBA now has turned into the NFL because guess what? We're going off the you know, off season and we're talking about what is going on in the NBA in the off season. So, that having been said, let's talk a little bit about it as Stephen Curry Listen, there's not too many players out in the NBA that I think that I think deserve the money that they end up getting. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, Stephen Curry, regardless of whatever you think about him, whatever you think about his past, as far as what he was before he ended up over in you know, Golden State, whatever the case may be, right now, regardless of the $201 million that they paid out for Stephen Curry, they're getting a bargain, folks. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. They are going head-to-head. I mean, head-to-head with a team, or let me rephrase that, a city that has two teams that can't even get up out of their own way. And I'm talking about the L.A. Clippers, and I'm talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers right now, I'm going to be just honest. They made the big mistake at the number two, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm going to back off of what I said the week before. I'm thinking that it's a good thing. But I'm going to back off of this really quick, and, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But when, you, when you're Stephen Curry, you are the man. I mean, obviously, $201 million. If anybody does not think that this guy's the man, you're just not watching the NBA. And, folks, I don't watch a lot of it because it's almost unwatchable during the regular season, how everybody goes gaga over LeBron James that scores 30 points a game and no one really cares. I mean, really, it doesn't matter until he gets into the playoffs. And, by the way, all you LeBron lovers, um, it doesn't matter what you do in the playoffs, how many points you score, whether it's a triple-double average through the whole playoffs. If you don't end up with the championship, you can't call yourself the man. So, because I'm going to tell you right now, the man right now, there is absolutely no question, is Stephen Curry. And the big question is, is when LeBron decides to, you know, make whatever team, whether it's the Cleveland Cavaliers, or if he crybabies himself out of Cleveland, you know, you know, who, how much is he going to make someone open up their their wallet to have the quote the greatest player to play the game? Or I will say he's the greatest player right now, but he's going to have to battle it out with Stephen Curry. And here's what I'm going to say: If LeBron James don't at least get two hundred and one. Point one million dollars. I'm gonna put it right out there that Stephen Curry's the man. Now I'm not a Stephen Curry fan. Frankly, on a personal level, I don't get it. But th- there's no question about what this guy brings to that organization. He's the cornerstone of that organization. That's the reason why Kevin Durant says I'm gonna drop the punk in Oklahoma City and join the team. And Kevin Durant has been one of these guys that, you know, I I have to admit, I like Kevin Durant. A lot of people don't. A lot of people call him soft. A lot of people call him, you know, quiet. A lot of people do whatever they want. But I'm going to tell you the reason why. He left Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City in the desert. You know, Well, not the desert, but with a lot of sand. This is that... Those two, when they're put together, they don't know how to play as a team. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that either, by the way. Somebody wants to be the big dog. But here's the thing about what Kevin Durant proved, is that's not what he ever really wanted. Because he played second fiddle, maybe even third fiddle, over in Golden State. Guy just wants to win. I've always liked Kevin Durant, by the way. 
The fans and my brother, I love him. Hey, Fred, Fred, I love you. But if you honestly think the last two years that Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City and he was quote unquote that we argued about loved, I'm going to tell you right now, you didn't listen to the fans. You might have listened to the media on how well that they wanted to kiss Kevin Durant's behind. But I'm going to tell you about the fans. The fans thought he was soft. The fans thought he was weak. The fans thought they didn't have the backbone to win a championship. But what does he just do? Rolls on over to Golden State. Plays team basketball. And not only that, I don't even know what the awards were. But if he didn't get the MVP of the playoffs, I'm going to tell you right now, someone wasn't watching the games. I was, actually. Quietly, by the way, stole that away. If he didn't get it, he should have. So when you look at the NBA as a whole, you've got to really, over in the West, decide that you're going to step it up. And, I mean, literally, an hour away from each other, if I'm not mistaken, where they're going to pound it out with the Lakers and they're going to pound it out with the Clips. And the Clips are the one right now that looks like they're going to be standing on top of that whole thing. That just depends on what you think about their pick. This is, and I'm going to tell you right now, as you move in and you look at what happened at the draft for L.A. with their number two pick, normal, you know, I questioned Magic Johnson before the L.A. Dodger thing, and I give him all the credit in the world. Buying a team that was worth $1.2 billion for $2 billion, but yet it has worked out and has worked out well as far as business is concerned. Now, He's controlling what's going on in L.A. as far as the Lakers are concerned. Now, I don't know why Magic Johnson is in love with Paul. That that part I don't get. Every time I hear an explanation coming from Magic, I don't necessarily believe what he has said. That having been said, of course, the name of this fine program on Sunday morning, I think the L.A. area and Magic Johnson may have made the wrong decision, and I'm wondering in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, what's in the back of his, he'll never admit it, but this, this ball pick might not have been the right one. I'm a, and I, I'm, I'm one of these guys that will take a look at something And look at what the horizon of what has been said in history, if I know the history, and wonder to myself, will you ever learn from the history? I'm talking about if you, and and, and we're going to talk just really briefly about race, and it's just going to be really briefly. Because if you go back in the age of history on what people, as far as the authorities, the people who know, talk about racism in this country, that it's a learned behavior. 
And normally that racism, when it's talked about, is white against black. Now I'm going to tell you what I think here is, is that we have got to take that same thinking that happened in history and bring it to today's world and look at Lonzo Ball and that family. And all I'm going to say about it, as far as his son going on the racial slurs on the biggest stage of wrestling, which is Raw, except obviously some, uh, uh, WrestleMania, and he, he, everybody who knows a little bit about the story knows what was said. The only thing I'm going to say, that's learned behavior. So I'm putting it right back out there. So, and that's all I'm going to say on it because I don't think, and this is me, I don't think that you can separate those two. And if you decide that you want to separate those two, whether it's right on yeah, or, or the other way around, okay, that's when you become the hypocrite. So, just to let you know, learned behavior is exactly what happened on Raw. And all they got to do is look at the patriarch of that family, and that being Lonzo Ball. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, that having been said, you know, the monies that are being flashed around, $201 million for Stephen Curry, can we talk? As Joan Rivers would say, can we talk? That's some money right there, man. We're talking $40 million a year. And it comes out to some craziness, like $375 million a week. And sometimes he'll only play one game in a week. <laughs> and, so, and in the offseason, none. <sighs> man, oh, man, oh, man. You didn't hear it because you watched the Hulu replay there, Baba. And you didn't watch it live. You wouldn't have heard it. And the WWE was on top of that as far as being able to get that out of there. So that's the reason why you didn't hear it. Unless you watched it live, you didn't hear the comments that were made. And WWE were on top of it and released it that night about their unacceptance of that kind of behavior on their show, and, and rightfully so. So, $200 million? Is that too much, folks? Now when you talk about the money that's coming off of those NBA uh, contracts, and that's the reason why LeBron hasn't signed his. Will LeBron sign for more? I'm going to tell you right now. I have a sneaking suspicion that he doesn't. And I I don't know. And I don't keep up with basketball. I do keep up with the guys that – we're going to be talking about here. I mean, we're talking NBA. There's some big numbers that were being thrown around in free agency this year. And it has been crazy just this last week as it opened up. It started with the man that's over in Golden State and Seth Curry. But the free agency has been outrageous. So let's talk a little bit about some of the monies that are being flied around in the NBA. Cuervo's running a little bit late. He's going to be with us, but I got, I, I, we got some things to talk about. 
and two hundred million that is that that's some one that, that's great numbers right there. But in the midst of all the free agency and everything, the biggest question will be you know will LeBron leave? Will he cry baby himself out of the Cavaliers? And one thing I'm tired of hearing about LeBron James, uh, you know, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anybody else. I'm tired of it. The excuse-making, crybabying, and everything else. You Listen, you had what you had over in Miami because you crybabied about it. You got your friends to play with you. I do him no help. I, I, I'm just done with that. Crybaby yourself. And, and, and by the way, I, and maybe it's me. I think storied franchise. I think storied players. I think of guys that have created history. I think L.A. Even so, Ball even wanted it. He put the thing out there. So, listen, there's going to be a lot of money. Who's the smartest man in the NBA today? It's not Stephen Curry. It's not LeBron James. It's not any of those other ones. It's a coach. As I will tell you right now, I I love what has happened. And the reason why I loved what's gonna what has happened because it just goes to show when you got too much money in something, what it could end up happening. And the smartest guy in the NBA was Tyron Liu. By the way, this guy is so smart, signs a big, big time contract, renegotiates it, and uh, LeBron James may be gone. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, the contract that this guy signed was so ingenious because we all know who's the quote-unquote coach of that team. That would be LeBron James. But Tyron Lue, five-year contract extension. I mean, this guy was so smart, and and not only that, he's seen it. And guess what? How about $35 million for a five-year contract, knowing that, the monies were going to come on the TV, knowing that LeBron James may be out, you know, may not even be playing in Cleveland. Smartest guy, $35 million bucks, $7 million a year. I'd even be a lap dog. <laughs> I'd be a lap dog for a lot less than that. But $7 million to be a lackey. That's what you get with Tyron Lue. So smart. And not only that, I think that he gets oh, what you would be able to say, uh, how do you say, the, the crown jewel of, of intelligence right there. No, and knowing exactly what could end up happening, he signs it up. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Smartest guy in the NBA. Went ahead. I'll be, I'll be LeBron James's lackey. I'm right there. Good job. Not only that, if he leaves, he can maybe 
become a coach. But what happens to the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron James is, is that they go back to exactly what they were before he left, which is a joke of a franchise in the NBA with an owner who is a joke. And all you have to do is read the letter after LeBron James left the first time to find out what kind of joke their owner is. I'm not going to go back over it. Do your, do your homework, do your history. Go back and read what was written. But, you know, I talk about the hypocrite that is the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I guess when you got the millions and millions and millions of dollars that this guy has, you can be a hypocrite if you want, which goes to show that if you've got enough money, you can say and do whatever you want and make people believe it just depends on who you're talking to and whose pocket you're in. So it's interesting. I, and, the, I, and I agree with, I get what you're saying, Baba, which you're, I, I completely understand what you're talking about. But he was the smartest guy in the NBA last year, knowing that LeBron James may not even be a Cleveland Cavalier, signs a five-year extension for $7 million a year. It, it doesn't get any – and by the way, he can get fired, and he's still going to get every penny of it, and he knew it. Great, great move. Yeah, I, I'd be his lackey. I, I'd go for it. I'd be LeBron James' lackey. But I, I want to know how much LeBron James is paying one Colin Cowherd on the side. I've never seen anything like it. You go to Fox, not ESPN anymore. Colin Cowherd made the move over to Fox. And you want to talk to LeBron James' lover? I mean, he's got to be getting kickbacks because no one can have that much love for a player and not being getting paid on the side for it. But that, that's common with what happens. Sometimes you, you sometimes you got to butter the toast, man, and know what's coming and what is your bread and butter. And LeBron James is exactly what Colin Cowherd needs. And not only that, I think he's getting a kickback. So that having been said, we are here. It's Sunday morning. Lots of money being thrown around in the NBA. Who who's going to make out the best? It's going to be Gibson, two years. I mean, all right, folks, we're talking about a guy that plays for, well, used to play for the Thunder. Gibson, which, by the way, he is a comparable player, like him. Two years, $28 million, $14 million a year. And if you go to the worst team in the world, you might as well you know, go. How about... Being on a bad team, well, not necessarily a bad team. The Raptors can come out and play. Three years, $65 million for Ibaka. Big time money. Four years, $32 million for the Houston Rockets. My, the, Tucker is, is uh, PJ Tucker, all set and ready to go. Big numbers. He got. Paid. Who else got paid? Minnesota, Paul Millsap, big signing from Atlanta, by the way, which 
I like the old, by the way, I like the old school jerseys they wore for a couple of games, by the way. I like it. Yeah, I know. It's 80s looking, so, you know, there you go. But now, Minnesota brings on Millsap, where they already got Teague, Butler, Towns, and Wiggins. This, this might be the best catch of the free agency as far as improving your team to be able to make the playoffs, and Minnesota hasn't seen that in a long time. Nick Young is about right. I mean, he, he's cashing in. Nick Young. So, you know, the money is, the money is a huge. So you get an opportunity, go take a look at some of those numbers that are out there. And you'll see what TV is all about. You'll see what TNT is all about. You'll see what those NBA shows have. And they got a product that is selling and selling big. And those numbers are only going to get bigger. It's 1128 here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into our first commercial. Yes, we do commercials on this show. We're going to do that first set of commercials. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in the NBA. And Equivo, when he decides to get the... The oven, what is that thing called? That thing, you know where you have your stove and that thing? It's called a hood, I think. He's putting in a hood over his oven. He said he's going to be running a little late. He started, now he can't stop. But it is what it is. So we'll take that first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we got NFL to talk about. We already dove into a lot of NBA. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that as well. We'll do that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. 
Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, if it is fresh... This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. the couch potato sports show Sunday morning edition not being said our Sunday morning tradition continues on I'm, in, I'm feeling good it's amazing what eight hours of sleep will do for you it's awesome back to some of the things that are going on by the way Basketball and athletics and things of that sort, I, I think I find incredibly amazing. And the reason why I do is, is because I can take a guy such as myself and ask myself a question that I don't ask myself every day because I don't drink unless I'm in Vegas. But if I was to go someplace and have a drink, I wouldn't drive, regardless. And I'm talking one drink. And keeping it in the NBA, Derek Fisher charged with the DUI. This news just came up on a Saturday night. And he, and he is adamant that he'll never do this again after he slammed into a guardrail and flipped his vehicle over at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, one of the things that really bothers me about these kind of things is I don't know who people think 
celebrities are. But if I was any one of these celebrities, you know, I, I'm sure Derek Fisher's got 40 bucks for, for an Uber. I mean, if you're drinking and if you want to be smart, which goes to show that these guys don't think. And why don't they think is really simple. Learn, I go back to learned behavior at the beginning of this show. Learned behavior is they get away whatever they want, so they do whatever they want because why? They can get away with it. Now, that having been said, Dirk Fisher, two counts of DUI, back on June 4th. I didn't even hear about this. It just goes to show when you got a job and you got to make ends meet, sometimes you don't catch some of the things. Miraculously, after he flipped this thing over a guardrail, no one was hurt. Now, I don't know if Gloria is his wife or girlfriend, whatever the case may be, but if you're Derek Fisher, can't you be a little bit smarter? Not just, how about not for yourself, but the person that you're putting in your hands to get you home safe. And you're Derek Fisher, you don't have an app called Uber or Lyft on your cell phone? Can't have a tab? I, I'm never going to understand this part. I'm never going to be able to, and maybe it's because I'm smart. I don't think I'm all that bright. You can ask anybody. But I'm not dumb enough to go do exactly what Derek Fisher did. And, and I'm tired of the excuses, by the way, because that gets old. You listen to it, and, and, and everybody wants the excuse. I, so some of this I blame on the media as far as everybody hearing about it but and living on with the excuse because they got to an answer. But whatever happened to the days of no comment? Because I'm going to tell you, I don't think any of these celebrities slash athletic guys or gals or whatever the case may be, no comment is a great thing because you don't open yourself to stupidity. When you go, no comment. But, I mean, I don't know what the discussion is with him and his girlfriend, wife, whatever the case. But that, that can't be a great conversation to have. Really. I mean, I, I, I could just imagine, I mean, if I was this woman... Derek Fisher would be in my rearview mirror, pardon the pun. But then you've got to question her stupidity getting in the car with him after he's been drinking too. So why, why is it that when a guy like Sonny Clark comes up and says these guys are stupid that, that I don't get it? Why is that? That don't make any sense because guess what? I don't get how... A celebrity who has millions and millions of dollars cannot call a cab. I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't get how a celebrity just feels like they can get away with everything because guess what? I didn't. 
or an athlete, whatever the case. And, and that's where it goes back to learning behavior. These people think they can get away with anything. That's the reason why they sit behind a wheel after they've been drinking instead of using common sense. I mean, I'm talking about from people all over this world. Forget the fact you're a celebrity. If you are smart, if you are drinking, you don't drive. My brother knows this better than anybody. And he only, it's only a couple of miles from where he does his gig weekly. And he's not stupid enough to go do exactly what Derek Fisher did. Had a few drinks. And, and I, I literally had a few. I don't even want to hear that crap. You know what it can do to you. So why do it? I mean, I, I, I give Derek Brent Fisher a break because he can spot a three-pointer? Spare me. DUIs are a huge thing. Now, I, I just want you to know that DUIs do not always mean alcohol. And stupid people roam this earth. And those that think Tiger Woods is above it as well, listen, it's not drunk driving. It is there's drunk driving, don't get it. But DUI is driving under the influence. And it don't even matter what it is. Now, do I think that Tiger Woods intentionally decided to go do what he did? No. I think he was high as a kite from having taken his things, and he was, he was in la-la land. So I don't think he consciously made the decision to get behind the wheel, but that doesn't, that doesn't excuse him. He's just lucky he didn't do anything. I mean, how many times, by the way, how many times does that have to happen to a Tiger Woods, too, by the way? It's the reason why he lost his life, and what I mean is life, his wife and his kids and everything else. I mean, because this guy obviously can't drive. And if he didn't, if he could drive, he'd still be with his hot wife and have his kid with him. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for Tiger Woods at all. But I, I'm sitting here and I've been listening to some of these people on sports radio. Now I got to ask myself, I mean, what are they watching? I mean, because that's that's Tiger Woods did not consciously get in a vehicle after that, and, and he was. I mean, but it doesn't excuse it. Not at all. Whatsoever. Baba Gazoo, good morning. Good morning. I have to agree with you. I don't agree with you on a lot of things, especially the money <laughs> these two falls make. But uh, Yes? Uh, no, it's always been my contention that the cops could care less who you are. And most of the time, the cops don't know who you are, and you're going to get your ticket because you're stupid. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. They got care mm-hmm. to make. They could care less who you are. They got right. they got to do their job. They got to keep me safe too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm out there on the road. And I don't want no drunk driver killing me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's talk a little bit about, about that, Bob. If folks that don't know, this is my brother, and he's a DJ. And this guy gets free drinks all the time because he knows how to DJ very well. But, I mean, and he's older than I am, and he's not even dumb enough. I mean, he's willing to get his wife upset at him for calling her in the middle of the night saying, come pick me up. How many, and your gig is like four miles away from the house, right? 
Yeah. Usually. That you do on a regular basis, like four miles away from yeah. your house. Won't even risk it. Yeah. yeah. No. Hey, look, I, I DJ at a bar two blocks from my house, and I don't risk it. Because mm-hmm. I'm the one that's going to get pulled over in two blocks. Mm-hmm. That's just the way karma is. <laughs> yes. And if you're Dennis Clark, if you're Dennis Clark, you know you've got some retribution of karma coming your way. <laughs> yeah, the cloud is always over my head, man. Always. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you got to be able to bust up the cloud. I get it. These people make millions of dollars and jump behind the wheel of a car that costs more than my house and my car and my life put together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Can't call an Uber cab for 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It, it don't make any sense. And see, and that's what it gets back to. It don't make any sense. But, that, I mean, but it, it, it has to go back to learned behavior. Like I was talking about at the top of the show under a different subject matter while I was talking about but it's still the same thing. These guys have been yeah. tampered since they were in high school. They can do no wrong. Sure. Then they They've go to college and everything else is – and, and, and they're told they can do whatever they want. Life. Yeah, well, shoot. I haven't had my ass kissed, period. <laughs> well, I, well, here's one of the things that I would love to be able to – I'd love to be able to see a team just say, you know what, this is just not what we're about, and say, adios amigos. I mean, I, I would love to be able to see that, but, you know, and what I find very interesting, and I, I think you're going to agree with this, that, you know, this thing about athletes and everything, and I'm going to stick to athletes, obviously, we're on a sports show, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the line that everyone deserves a second chance. Now, when someone says that in the sports world, they only mean that for athletes because they sure in the hell don't mean it with regular folks because if we did what these guys would do, we'd lose our job, our home, our, you know, every, our family, and everything else. Yeah. But these millionaires deserve the second chance. With one pullover in the state of Illinois will cost you at least five grand for one DUI. Five grand, these guys pick their noses with $100 bills. Yes, absolutely. So they they can lay out $5,000 and it wouldn't be no skin off their nose. Absolutely. Destroy the average man. Absolutely. And that and that's the huge thing. They lose their family, their house, and all of a sudden, a great guy who's been a great guy his whole life now he's just you know, a raving drunk, and he loses his family. The one thing you lose immediately when you get a DUI buzz. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> that's going to sober you right up when those lights are flashing in the back room. <laughs> so, or, or give you a, a complete heart attack. I mean, how they? I get that just in. In general, when I drive down, the, you know, when the lights go on behind me, but they're not pulling me over, my heart skips a beat. So I, I just, I, yeah. I mean, I was coming home from a, I was coming home from a gig one night, and the lights came on in front of me. I was driving down the the wrong way. I wasn't drunk. I was just lost. But yeah. Yeah. That's they were hoping you were drunk. Yeah, they were definitely hoping you were drunk because that no, would have no, no, no. put their quota over there. No, no. By the way, they're really broke, aren't they? Isn't Illinois broke? Huh? Isn't Illinois broke from the last I've been reading? Illinois broke, right? Yeah, three years. Three years without a contract. Three years without yeah. a budget. You know, yeah, we're, we're not broke. We haven't paid any bills. 
Exactly. <laughs> 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 It is what it is, but yeah, sports stories are wonderful. That's exactly what it is. Sports, here's another thing: the employees because they can't keep their they can't keep their money flow going unless the state workers are working. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I I mean, vital personnel, I guess, is going to be the important words up there in Illinois. Yeah, the important words uh, in Illinois is get ready to let go of your wallets because we gotta we gotta make this money up somehow. <laughs> and you're gonna retire. Retire while you can. <laughs> That's what I did. Hey, I know. I know you did. I can. I can see a burning bridge coming. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta know how to get off of the road before you hit somebody. No. You know, there yeah, you go. I tell you the truth. Funny, I tell you the truth. The reason I got out is I wanted to get mine before somebody else took it from me, or or it wasn't going to be available to you. So you, you're absolutely right. Very, you got to love well, it. So. I, it. Had I waited about a year, they want to change the pension structure, and I would have had to work three more years. Let's see. You got you got to so, go. You got to go when they're talking like that. You got you got to go. Gotta yep. go. It's time. But, but it is rate, what it uh, is. So I wanted to touch on one other quick subject before I let you go. Sure. The, the three Bs on Raw. I watched <laughs> Raw live. Yes. yes. Live, not on Hulu. Yes. I didn't hear uh-huh. the word mentioned once. Because you weren't paying attention it. for it. Evidently, you I didn't, didn't pay attention to it. I did you not hear it. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I watched it live just like you did. I watched it live and didn't hear it. But and at I the same time, I've got to be honest. Hey, hey, hey i got to be honest. I wasn't even interested in the segment because of who it was. So that right there, that, if it wasn't the Miz, I wouldn't have even watched well, the old man it. I mean, if they came out by themselves, I would have found uh, something better to do. Yeah, so, so, you know, I just, that that subject has is, is been drug into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, you it don't is. use obscene language on television, People regardless uh, regardless say, of what you, the situation is and who you are. Because guess yeah. and like I said, a, a young cat like that will do that. Okay, and this was the uh, this was the younger brother. Okay, you know this was the younger mm-hmm. brother that this. This learned behavior without question in my mind, and you know. And you know for a fact, and if you want to be naive, go ahead. If you want to defend mm-hmm. it, go ahead. But that that racial slur is flung around that house all the time because it wouldn't have free flowed the way that it did according to the yeah, microphones if, that picked but it up. But let me tell you what. If I was sitting on a bus and the three Bs were sitting behind me and I was talking shit, and I would have popped up with the word. They would have beat the crap yeah, out of it. Well, well, and that, and that's the thing. That's why it's got to be eliminated from everybody, and not, and not just one. And that's it, because it's learned behavior. And that learned behavior, if it's going to be racism for one uh, one category of people, it's got to be the same thing for for them as well. And it, until they get that, I mean, I get what they're talking about. I just don't agree. I, I mean, if you got to eliminate the word, or you, you just going to keep it, in. and and, and that's well, where like, that's where all that's got to change. I mean, it's not going to change. Here's a bit here. Here's a big bad analogy. I went into a chili parlor, and 
This young lady at the counter asked me if I wanted some crackers. I said, "Look, lady, you can't call me a cracker." <laughs> oh no! Don't don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, I know. I, don't go there. <laughs> That's my brother. You gotta love him. Gotta love him, but yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's stupid. It really is. It it is. And easy writer, yes, it is. Me, by the would way, not be doing. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you just I, can't I run, you just can't be running down the street singing and yelling and yelling obscenities. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and to, like I said, it, that's got to be a culture change. You got to change it within the culture. I don't know; it probably never will. But that's just the way it is when you have the you have what what's going on and, and it, learn behavior. Right? And and what you need to do is they need to unlearn it or make sure that it's never learned in the first place. So if they, until that changes, that's that where we're at. So. Happen. I, in my experience, and uh, the way people grow up, in, at least in today's world, they're going to hear that in their homes every day. Absolutely, it, it, it's and one of the things, and that's that's where I come from. Home. Learned that's where that's where I come from. Learned behavior, so it it, it is what it is. Do you remember a time where Dad would have knocked you on your butt if you had said something stupid in public? Yeah, absolutely. And but that's that's one of the things, you know, it, it doesn't but you don't it, hear it, you don't hear punishment, you hear encouragement. And that's <laughs> in one and, and that's a culture change. That's the whole thing that's gotta change the well, whole thing. So the culture it's done I won't understand. And yeah, I guess that's uh, and they'd be yelling I'm old, but I guess that's what I am. It, it, it is, it is, because we're ahead of us. We're, we're, we're so yeah, far behind like everything. Common sense. common sense is worth more to me than a PhD in stupidity. It's, it is what it is. Easy writer in the chat room. Is. Yes, it is me, Sonny, by the way, just to let you know. Uh, so uh, anything else before we move on here? Because we're going to kick into some NFL talk here in a moment. Oh, NFL, the only thing I want to say is the Cardinals are finally trying to win some games. And it costs $58 to go see a game, 25 to park, $9 for a beer, $7 mm-hmm. for a hot dog, $20 mm-hmm. in gas. Figure it out times two and tell me why I watch it on TV. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 and listen, you're, you're, you're like me. I, I mean, I can live without it. I don't need it. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I I want to sit and I'll watch it on TV, but I don't need to go to to see it. You know, it, it's it, it's like the old saying. It, you know, I like Bon Jovi, but I'm not going to go pay to see him in in concert when I have the CDs. Okay, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is what it is. By the way, they 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 kind of suck a lot, but that's just me. Well, that yeah, there you go. You probably been to him, so I yeah, not me. But hey, I'm a man of fucky. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll talk at you later. Love you, man. Bye. Have a good one. It's my brother over there, Baba Kazoo. Uh, yes, Easy Rider, it is me. It's Sunday morning, and Easy Rider, good to see you, by the way. Good. Glad to see you're out and about. I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. Check it out. All right, guys. We're up on top of the hour, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump back. We're going to talk to our sponsors really quick. When we come back, it's time to jump into the NFL. Cuervo's an hour late, um, you know, fashionably late like he always is. So maybe sooner or later he'll get in. But we've got some things to talk regarding the NFL. It's going to be awesome as the last two hours will be pretty much covered. The, uh, the NFL will be back. 
1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nichadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. 
welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Hour number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show continues here on Blog Talk Radio. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we go into the second hour. By the way, before we jump into the NFL, something important I want to put out there. And and it goes back to what we were just talking about as far as being smart. We know athletes aren't smart, so don't be like an athlete. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Be smarter than an athlete. Or find the real smart athlete and mirror that one. So Derek Fisher, dumb. I mean, if you don't have a phone, you don't have an app for Uber, you deserve what you get. And, and some other things. I'll go on and bring on Easy Rider. Hey, how you doing, my friend? Good to hear from you. Good. Hello. Go ahead, Easy Rider. What's up, Sonny? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good to hear from you, my man. It's been a while. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll tell you, it's been such a long time. I didn't recognize your voice right away. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a put, you had to put in there the hardest working man. I'm a, now I know it's you. Yes, now it's me. So, how are things yeah. over in PA, my friend? How are things going on? That's right. I remember where you're from. Be any worse. Pittsburgh Penguins, Steelers, yes. Pirates. I mean, come on, man. I mean, anything we're lacking here is a basketball team. Which, man, I hope somebody brings one to town. I can't believe they don't well, have one. Well, that, you would think in the day if you can live off of. You know, old time, uh, oh, how do you, you know, you go back in history and you just, you, I, when I think Philadelphia 76ers, I only think of one thing, Dr. J. Right. So, you, you know, right. you got, we got to, you got to be able to bring somebody like a Dr. J into the mix and be able to make that team relevant. Oh, right. Well, I mean, Philadelphia is just such a great town for sports. I mean, they have. Absolutely. And you know, they they deserve, they deserve it too. I mean that's our that's our nation's uh, uh, start of our freedom here on our Fourth of July weekend. Uh, Philadelphia is, is is liberty. When I when I think of Philadelphia, yeah. I think of liberty. And uh, uh, all the teams they got there, they all had good teams. You know, not as good as Pittsburgh, but they got <laughs> they had some good teams. they had some good teams there. So. Absolutely, Pennsylvania. How's that? Yeah, and the whole thing. I mean, even even Philly, even Philly. I mean, Pittsburgh and Philly. Philly got some great and passionate fans about their sports. I mean, whether it be football, basketball. Well, basketball not so much, but yeah, the other sports that are out there definitely. And you know, looking at Sidney Crosby, what he has done to revolutionize, uh, you know, Penguin. Uh, hockey to continue the tradition of their story franchise is amazing as well. I'm going to make a prediction. 
right? Yesterday, I heard Yarmer Yager got cut. And I'm going to make a prediction. I don't know why. I was just sitting there all night last night. I said, you know what? I wonder, just for, you know, blah, blah and giggles, I said, uh, maybe he'll come back to Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. It's just because of, you know, a lot of young players there that, that need a few of the older players around. Uh, you know, that's important when you have mentors mentoring these young sports greats that are coming up. I mean, they're just getting better every year. And, you know, don't, don't think it's past them bringing somebody like Yager back to Pittsburgh. Well, you know, it, it, that, let's be honest here, okay? you got to remember, Yarmir Yager has been playing hockey for 27 years. He I came into he, yes, he came into the league in 1990. Now, that's a long time, you know. I mean, you think about it. You know, he joined he joined the ranks of the NHL when he was 18 years old. And the only reason why I know this is is one of those things, you know, when you're that young and doing what I remember when this guy came in, I was shocked that a young kid could keep up. But even at the time when he, you know, this guy was always the big guy. He's, he's always, well, obviously he's always been about six foot three, but it's not necessarily that it's his, it's his stature. I mean, his shoulder, his shoulders are wider than most NHL players that I've seen out there. And not only that, when he carries two thirty with him, it's more like two forty two. 50 when you're getting checked in the corner with him. Right. But, you know, you, you got to look at like players like Bobby Hall and place people like yep. that. They played full. How old was Bobby Hall? I think he was in his 50, like 50s, wasn't he? Yes. So, but, I mean, you know, wow. I'm, just, I'm just saying, I don't see, I don't know any other team that would really want him. You know, I know the, 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 I think the Predators picked up. Who did Predators pick up yesterday? Schwartz or what's oh. this guy's name? Huh? Have to, have to, I have to admit, I only heard Yager. I didn't hear about anything else. I heard that he got cut. That's the only thing I heard as yeah. far as NHL was concerned. Uh, because, you know, obviously the basketball is doing what they're doing right now. Yeah. Watch out for the Predators again next season. Because I'm telling you, they, they just – I can't think of the guy's name right now. They just hired – they just um, signed some really good players. And, uh, you know, I just I, – I like the Predators. I mean, I think they played a unbelievable game. They played hard, but they didn't have the experience. It was simple as that. It, right. it, wasn't, the, it wasn't the coaching. It was the player experience. Yeah. And oh, you you have to have veteran leadership on that your team. And it, with all due respect to what they did, the Predators, they just didn't have that guy to be able to lead them that way. And that's one of the – and as soon as they – they get that guy that can be that veteran leadership that happens um, out on the uh, out on the ice. It's going to be huge. And and oh geez, I just forgot his name. He's the only black uh, player in the NHL. Yeah. That guy could rise to be. I forget his name. It just went my mind. But I, I, that guy could be. Yeah, he played tough, yeah. man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Well, he always plays tough, he, by he, the way. Yeah. Yeah, he played good. Yeah, it's like. Kessel, Kessel played tough too, like that. You know, Kessel's one of yeah. the players like him, and uh, he played good. And the combination of Crosby and Malkin was unstoppable. And uh, I, I couldn't be prouder. I mean, I I was sitting here, Sonny. You you know, I was getting you know, 
And uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the street. I'm waiting for the street peach coming. Absolutely, it's three it, in a row. It, That's what I'm. It's a at. it's a possibility too. Absolutely, oh, without a doubt. Everybody always doubts me. Like you know, I have friends of mine from Philly and different places in the country. And, you know, when the Penguins are in the playoffs, nah, they're not going to make it. Not, you know, I always stick to my guns. We're going to win the Stanley Cup. So I always stick to my guns. And uh, well, I, I, I won't say always Stanley Cup, but I'm going to say playoffs because I mean this is a this is a team that has a way of making it into the playoffs, and then they then that's when the sneak attack comes from them. Yeah. Yeah, they just they go they go full course, you know. Uh, I think they I think they overstate. Well, every team overstates their injuries because they want you yes. to think that this guy's not going to play. But what real, <clears throat> well, excuse me, what really happened with Crosby though? I mean, he did have that head head injury, that concussion. Yes. And, you yes. know, when you have something like that, you know, that's going to make you a little bit gun shy. And uh, but but that only lasted a few weeks. And then Sid kind of came out of that, you know, that that mode of worrying about his head more than his game. And he he didn't care about his head. He just wanted to win that cup. And I give him all the props in the world to the greatest hockey player ever. One of them. I, I, one of them. One of them. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to remember, you, know, you and I, we lived through the 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 Bobby Orr and the uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky situation as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, but I mean he's he's in the top five. I mean you gotta give him that top five. You betcha, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm proud of I'm proud of him. We went down to the down to the um, um, parade they had. They had six hundred thousand people in a amazing. Six, oh, it was crazy down there, man. We were it was so hot. We were I was ready to have a heart attack. We were dying down there. I drank all my water I brought. I'm like. Offered his kid like twenty bucks for a bottle of water. <laughs> yep. He wouldn't give it. Amazing. Ice hockey gives up in the summertime, so you. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was a it was a good time, man. It was a good time. I just wish like the Pirates would get winning a little bit better. You know, it's, I don't know. I don't know about them. It's the only team that you just don't know. You just, you just don't know. Exactly. Good to hear from you there, the Easy Riders. Thanks for giving us a call and jumping in. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, and I'll be listening on the side. Easy Rider. You got it, my friend. Easy Rider on the side. You got it, my friend. Have a good one. So, yeah, it, it, it is amazing when you take a look at hockey and where where it is. It ends in the summertime. Yeah, everybody's out sweating and dying at the parade, uh, and they play ice hockey. It's kind of I, I always find that quite funny, especially in the area there, uh, up there. So yes, definitely one of those things as where you move forward. Uh, now, hey, the NFL is beginning to get hot and heavy. Okay. Uh, we talked about the NBA. The numbers are staggering. The numbers that are coming from the salaries are, are staggering. But, you know, as, as what we do up on this show, we talk about, you know, probably what we talk about best is the NFL. So we're going to hop into that because there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, here's what we're going to end up doing here because there's some interesting stories coming out of the NFL. And one of them, one of them I want to talk about that. It's about history, more so uh, O.J. Simpson. If you listen to the show, I was like, 
you know, I'm so tired. It's not the fact that I'm tired of hearing about it because you don't necessarily hear a lot about O.J. Simpson, but I think it's I think it's time to let him go. But Christopher Darden and those that don't know who that guy is, he was one of the prosecutors over there with Marsha Clark in uh, working on. Uh, he says, and this is just what he says. He they they still want to be okay. You know, they, they're they defending the move of OJ in the glove, which arguably could have been the reason why he got off. You go to that reasonable doubt fit, and if the glove don't fit, you must acquit thing. There's a lot of truth to the, to the same. And Christopher Darden just refuses to believe that that was a mistake. Now, if you want to convict the guy, you can't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. And, and I'm just not – you ask anybody. I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world. But I even know that when you don't wear leather for a long time, it shrinks up on you a little bit. <laughs> and by the time that thing got to trial, I mean <laughs> – not only that, he also had to put he, had, he put the plastic glove on top of it, you know, the uh, the the rubber gloves up on top of it. Well, yeah, Chris, I mean, you live, you're living in the dream world. If you honestly want to defend that move, go ahead. It's not one that you need to be defending. It, it could be, it could have been the biggest flub when it comes to that kind of thing as far as history is concerned. So, interesting stuff going on out there. By the way, there was a superstar that got married. I wanted to throw this out. got married and banned cell phones from the, from the wedding. You know, if we got, if we really got back to the day, I mean, that's such a great idea. They're a jeter. Don't even let you come in the house. He's got a basket right by the front door. If you're going to come in, you leave your you leave your cell phone there. You don't walk around Derek Jeter's house with a with a cell phone. That's to protect them and in case of the stupidity that might end up happening there, it doesn't go out there. But you know, it, it is what it is. It, it's one of those things when you when you look at it. Oh, by the way, <laughs> and maybe we don't get a lot of time to even talk about a lot of stuff as far as the uh, you know. Sometimes we'll miss a story because we all live. By the way, we don't we don't you know sit and just gather sports stories. Oh, we you know we, we, we uh, most people have a uh have a life and they gotta make up and do what they gotta do. But I want to talk a little bit about Nick Diaz. And this is one of those ultimate fighting dudes. UFC suspended him for drug for a drug test that he failed smoking weed. Then this guy comes out and maybe it's me. And I, I mean, I think we probably should change this show to athletes are so stupid. Fires up a joint in Vegas. In, by the way, in Vegas. 
what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas anymore because of the wave of cell phones and cell cameras and stuff like that. After the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, the USADA, announced that he was going to be suspended for a year, fires, I guess you figure you're going to be done for a year, just fire one up. People are struggling to make a living, and then these guys do something so dumb like this. It just makes no sense to me. But Dana White didn't seem too confident that this guy would fight. Now, granted, Sonny Clark doesn't know a lot about UFC. I'm going to put it out there. I knew who this guy was, and obviously it was a big story. And, But, I mean, if this is your business, Treat it like a business. Treat it like a professional. And they just can't do it. They, they don't have it in – they just don't have it in them to be that professional and what it needs to – what you got to do in order to be a professional. There's something inside them, they just don't have it. Because not all these guys are, you know, really, like, really dumb. And – you know, everybody says people do dumb things. You know, everybody does. Yes, but, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that if you're Nick Diaz, you, you've got you've got to stay away from smoking a fatty after you just get suspended for smoking dope. Don't know? Don't care. By the way, before we, you know, I, 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 I teased NFL now. <laughs> even had the Pacquiao. Had a fight last night that he lost. And boy, this is whip one big. Big news. And, and when Quavo comes in, I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit. But Pacquiao has a fight, by the way, free, by the way. I, I think they could have probably put that on, on um, pay-per-view for 20 bucks a pop and someone would have bought it. But Manny Pacquiao loses a fight last night. Jeff Horn, which, by the way, I have no clue who he is. I, you know, I got I to gotta put it out there before I, I get out there. But the sports world is, like, going crazy that Pacquiao lost this fight. Now, Sonny Clark did not watch this fight, and I got to put it on there. I, you know, But I, I was never really impressed with Manny Pacquiao in the first place. But all I got to do is go back to the last fight I did watch and where he got beat. And the fact that he didn't win this fight, I don't know. And I'm going to leave that to Cuervo when he gets a call, whether or not he got, he got the shaft or whatever the case may be. But Manny Pacquiao, first of all, has never been a guy that really impressed me in the ring. Now, as much as I don't like Mayweather, at least he impresses me in the ring. I've watched it, you know. I don't I don't pay to watch boxing when first of all, depending on who it's fighting, that the fight can last thirty seconds. And I'm not gonna pop my money on something that's gonna be on YouTube the next day. So especially quick fight. But this one wasn't necessarily quick. And there are a lot of people out there up in arms about this decision. And and I don't know a lot 
more so than you got the big fight coming up on Conor McGregor, and that's what I'm going to watch. But Manny Pacquiao, you know, this guy's on the downslope of his career, and the fact that he gets beat, it, it's held within, that's why they call it judging. I, you know, I, I don't think that there's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some bad blood between judges and everything, and, and Manny Pacquiao's not popular. I get it. And, and But I'm not I'm, I guess, and you can call me naive, and I'm okay with that. But I don't think referees in the boxing world will show that kind of, and judges. I may, like I said, I might be naive on the whole thing, but I, I don't see where one person as a judge is going to be so biased that they can't call this one down the way. Manny Pacquiao is on, on, on his way out. Horn, kind of a little bit younger than he is. So the fact that the youngster knocked, that, you know, I don't want to say knocked him out, but got the victory, it doesn't surprise me. But Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather, this, this, folks, this is gaining some speed. And we talked about this last week, uh, Cuervo and I did. And it's getting more now. Now we're hearing almost, you know, probably two times a week a story coming from one of them, and it could be some obscure thing such as Conor McGregor pimping out his mom's house, um, and things of that sort. When you strike it rich, you hit, you know, you take care of your mom. Absolutely. The more we get closer to this, the more they are going to build this thing up. And I'm right with Cuervo. I think this might break some records. I think they're going to get past the billion because the promoters are genius. They're making it to where you want to root for this guy. And I'm talking about Conor McGregor. And, and Merriweather is going to bring it in. And the fact they're cross-promoting this with the UFC and boxing, it, it, which never really has been done well before, if ever, And then you bring both of them in. I think they can do it. But it was a unanimous decision. So that's and now now this thing was on ESPN and everybody. Hey, Sonny Clark will be one that will come out and bring out conspiracy couch on you. I'm good at this. I do this a lot. I I don't know what. Um, advantage this is for the ESPN, and but I'm going to tell you right now, this quote unquote controversial unanimous decision. I I don't know. I just do know that Manny Pacquiao has been beat before, and he was on his way down. And depending on who you want to believe. Okay, and, and that can stretch from a lot of it. But there are some boxers out there that are talking about this quote-unquote controversial decision for the hometown fighter, Jeff Horn. And, but all three judges gave the fight to Horn. And I know Cuervo doesn't like the decision. All you got to do is jump on his Facebook, and you'll see that he didn't like it. 
and he wants, and he is even put it out. If you can't see the fixes in, then you don't know about it. Now I'm going to put it out there. I guess I don't, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but Cuervo is a connoisseur of college football and boxing, and he will watch it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in, and I'm gonna, you know. I'll ride the coattails of what Cuervo has to say about it, but at the same time, I don't know. Could there be that much of a bias? Sure. I guess it could be there. I mean, I'm in indoor football, and I, every everybody I hear, there's always, you know, you know, that kind of talk regarding referees and stuff, I, and I don't believe it. I've talked to referees, at least in our league, and, and I don't believe for a second they're, they're there. I, I don't think there's a bias. I really don't. And I know there's a lot of fans that say, yes, there is. But I'm going to tell you, I've talked to these guys. There's no, I don't think there's a bias there. They want to go out and call a good game just as much as the players want to have a good game. And, I, 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 you know, and I'll go back to the fact that I'm okay. By the way, LeBron James. Boy, Sonny, you're really getting to the NFL quick. Back to LeBron James. Now, I don't know. I didn't get the bill. But if you believe TMZ, LeBron James had a date night with his wife that cost $340,000. So, I don't know. Now, there's lots to talk about about that whole thing. But, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I, 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 it's his money. But, you know, $340,000 for a night that he could have went out and spent 500 bucks and been done with it. I, I, I understand what he has. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I am wrong. I, I don't get it. That hasn't been said. We are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're getting to the bottom of the hour. I want to talk a little bit a little bit later on the show, Venus Williams being sued for wrongful, for wrongful death. I want to talk a little bit about that because some, yeah, some, some will watch the big ones. Wimbledon is, is a great time for me. I love watching tennis. I love watching the French Open. I, I, I just love tennis. Now, I don't consider tennis a sport, mind you. I understand that it's in, there's a lot of athletic ability that has got to go into tennis. I don't consider it a sport. I consider it a, a recreation, just like golf. If you can play it at a country club, it's a recreation, okay? <laughs> so that just goes to show, Sonny don't think sport, swimming is a sport either. But it is what it is. So let, let's take a break here. We'll come back. We will talk. We will get, I promise, we'll get into the NFL here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we come back. But I do want to talk a little bit about this, this story about Venus Williams being sued. That's, it, it's an interesting talk. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we come back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. 
We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, we are back here on the couch to play the sports show. It's Sunday morning, it's not being said. What we do best here is talk to the NFL. We're going to do it. We're going to jump into it. Some good stuff going on that I want to talk about, so let's just jump right into it. 
as the NFL. You know, I don't watch a lot of the first take thing. The main reason is because it bores me, and I, you know, I'm not. If you know Sonny Clark, I'm not the biggest Stephen A. Smith fan, and I don't like the dude that replaced um, the dude that went over to Fox. I mean, the name, you know, the name's just slipping my mind because I've taken a lot of shots to the head, but you know, they'll come to me. I see the guy's face. I just, but anyway, and I see the guy that replaced him. You, you guys know who I'm talking about. But so I, I, I've kind of lost interest in first take, and I'm definitely not an undisputed fan over there on Fox. But I did happen to catch one of the things that was being talked about on the first take about Brett Favre and the quote unquote, you know, bad blood that Favre has with Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm not a great big Brett Favre fan at all. And I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I, I'll put it out there. But as far as the, I don't consider the quote-unquote bad blood that Brett Favre has had with Aaron Rodgers is really bad blood. I see it as a competitive thing. Now, Brett Favre, no one's going to mistake him for being, you know, the best quarterback ever to play the game. He's going to be considered up there. I don't know where you put him. I'd have to sit down and go through. So I'm not going to insult the man by giving him a spot that I don't think he – I just go back. And just like LeBron James. I don't have LeBron James in my top 10. But I can think of, you know, 10 that, might, that, that are better than Brett Favre. I don't know where he is in the ranking. But as far as passion of the game, I want to tell you right now that I don't think that there's too many quarterbacks that have played this game that have had the, the, the passion that Brett Favre has had. When he played this this game, and all you got to do is go back to the playoff game where he got beat up by the Chicago Bears in a playoff game where he he looked like a bad piece of meat as he walked out of there. We talked about that game. It was one of our first in our first year or two of doing the Couch Potato Sports Show, and this guy looked like a piece of meat, beaten, bruised. All over his body, and went out and played next. You know, and played hurt, but the Bears beat him up in that game. So the passion that this guy has played, I'll tell you, I will get. I I want passion with talent than having a guy. No, no offense against Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's got the passion that a Brett Favre has. And the reason being, and I remember reading this back in the day, that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers didn't get along. And the reason being is, is why would Brett Favre, a guy that's battling for being the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, why would he want to be a mentor to a guy who wants to steal his job? I get this so much, by the way. 
And I, and I don't like Brett Favre. I'm not a great big Brett Favre fan. But I love a passion on a guy that does not want the young buck to go in and take his job. Why should I have to? I, I know it's a team sport. Don't get me wrong, but I understand where. And this is, I don't think it's bad blood more so than just crazy, crazy competition that was happening. And a guy didn't want to lose his job because of his passion. I love it, by the way. I love it. I love what a Brett Favre brought to the NFL. I, and by the way, even when Brett Favre was doing the I don't know if I want to play thing, when he played, he was good for the NFL. People will watch a guy like Brett Favre. Why? Because he has a passion for a game. Now, some people will question the passion that Aaron Rodgers has. I will not question the passion, but I'll say it's not as much as Brett Favre ever had. That's what I will go to. And maybe he just shows it differently. I mean, all you got to do is look at Jay Cutler at the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. I mean, I, I'm sure Jay Cutler has a passion for the game, but he surely didn't show it. And it's a passion that we yeah, that he has for the sport that a lot of people just didn't see. A lot of people will want to go to body language, what you get with a Jay Cutler compared to the passion that is a Brett Favre. This guy was always running around holding his hand. I, I just the, the the image I have with Brett Favre is him running on the field with his helmet in his hand above his head. That's the image. That's the passion. That's the want. That's the desire that this guy has over in Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers will just walk off the field. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But it's the kind of the passion that he has that he doesn't give to anybody. And I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying that if I had my choice, I want the guy that's going to raise the helmet running around the field after they win the game. That's just me. It's a personal thing. Because I'm not going to doubt that Aaron Rodgers is top five in the NFL's quarterback position today. No, I'm not that dumb. But Passion, I question. And here's, I'll, I'll make the comparison to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And maybe it's because the cameras have been around good, around a lot. But I would even say Tom Brady has a better passion of the game than Aaron Rodgers, or at least shows it. And as a guy, as a fan, and if I would ever be a coach, never would be. But if I was, I'd want Brett Favre. I'd want Tom Brady. Because I want to see that. You're not going to see that. with. And, and believe me, Bill Rogers cool as a cucumber. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a personal thing. I want to say, and we can, we can jump it back to the LeBron James. The, the passion for the game for LeBron James is not there. As much as it is, and, and folks, I've made the comparison, and I'll do it again, Larry Bird. He's Larry Bird-esque. And no one's not, listen, and I'm going to cough, all right. <laughs>
<clears throat> Sorry, it went on a coffin jack. But I'm all about the passion of the game. Larry Bird had more passion for this game than LeBron James shows. Because I don't, I, I don't think I want to question LeBron James's passion just as much as I don't want to question Aaron Rodgers' passion. It just doesn't show. And, and so when I look at, at when I'm looking at well, is this guy going to be good enough? Is this guy going to be able to hold on and do what he needs to do in order to be considered one of the best? I look at that passion. That's the reason why, you know, and, and believe me, this was a tough one to put LeBron James over Larry Bird because I'm going to tell you right now, as far as passion is concerned, listen, LeBron James couldn't carry Larry Bird's jock for passion of the game, and he showed it. Every single game. Now, granted, I also know that we're in a different day and age when we're watching basketball nowadays and the different It's the reason why basketball is something that is not watchable during the regular season unless you're just going for some entertainment. But to sit, for me to sit and watch basketball and the passionless, passionlessness of players today, I, I just, I can't do it. And that's where the money that is involved with sports, and especially in basketball, where LeBron James will make a statement that he is the best in the world to play the game. Where, if you go on my Facebook and you scroll down, go, go to that post the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And just watch the video. And, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And like I said, I don't want to question his passion, but I question the passion that he shows in comparison. And the more I think about it, I want to put Larry Bird ahead of LeBron James. Just because of that reason. And, and when people look at a sport and see a player, it, a passion has got to be a part of it. And I want that guy with that passion. I just don't think it's showing very well when you talk LeBron James. Going back to the NFL and seeing where Aaron Rodgers is, he just doesn't show it. He'll do that fist pump every once in a while. But you're not going to see him with his arm in the air, holding his helmet, running around the football field. Like, we've seen Brett Favre many times. You only see that kind of real passion in football before they sign that big contract in the NFL. So where do you see it? You see, you see it on the college level. You see it on the, uh, on the high school level. It's the reason why this show, the Couch Potato Sports Show covers the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team right here, which starts up, by the way, end of August, beginning of September. Don't forget about that. Friday night lights, sometimes Thursday night lights. And we do that for our locals that listen. That's the reason why we have the, the ads playing, because they pay for the ad as far as the football is concerned and the bonus of being able to have their ads played here. And those that listen in the local area 
is the reason why college it's the reason why high school football is so big i think i do i i and, and i've lived in this town since 2005 so you know i've lived here now 12 years and the reason being is because of the passion of the game now don't get me wrong i understand what college or high school football is all about and that's about getting that scholarship for that player so they can continue on to maybe get the shot to the NFL. Or mainly, and I'm going to say this, the good 80% of them that are going to use that and actually use their scholarship that they get from whatever school. Because let, let's be honest. I mean, if you're not sitting in the ACC or, you know, being considered for the national championship with the, with the playoff, you know, your, your, your chances, you know, if you're in a secondary school to make it in the NFL, I mean, are so remote. If you're not in Division One, it, it's hard to find Division Two, Division Three guys that commonly are in the NFL. It's just not there. So the passion for what they're playing for, you see it on the high school and college level. So the heat that supposedly Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have, I think it's a good competitive thing. And Brett Favre says, listen, I'm not giving up my spot to some snot-nosed punk that just made his way out of college. I've been doing this a long time, and I am better than him. I'm one of the best in the world to ever play this game. Now, Aaron Rodgers is too. But I get where Brett Favre is coming from. I'm not giving up my job to this punk. I get it, and I like that until he passes the torch and moves on. And that's what I like about Brett Favre. That's what I like about Larry Bird. That's what I like about Michael Jordan. That's what I like about Bill Lambeer. That, that, you talk about guys that had a passion and did not care who was on the other side of them. They weren't friends on the basketball court, and they were very rarely, quote-unquote, friends off the court until after retirement. Bird, Bird and Magic are great friends, but let me tell you something. All you got to do, go to YouTube, watch the interviews that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan have about competition and see how different the, the passion of the game was back in the day compared to what it is now. Because it's all about somebody getting theirs and that obviously being getting paid. And I, I don't I don't agree with that because, I mean, if you look at the passion of the game is what drives a player to play the game. Now it's money. And that is the big difference. So the fact that people are really putting Brett Favre down for the quote-unquote heat, I, I just don't get. So it, it, it is what it is. By the way, that having been said, how much would you pay for a piece of history? I, and, and I asked that because I, I just came across something I thought was very interesting. And folks that don't know Charlie Sheen, obviously played in, in a baseball movie, you know, the major league uh, franchise. Charlie Char Char Sheen paid over $4 million for Babe Ruth's 
1927 World Series ring. Amazing, isn't it? Now, that's the passion of the game right there. I mean, you're going to pop $4 million for a Babe Ruth ring. You know, that, 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 that's the passion for a game. Interesting stuff. But, you know, it, it, will, will there be anything that a player can do to today to impress me? Yeah, it's show that passion. Show it's not about really about the money. Even if you got to fake it, fake it good enough for Sonny. That's all I'm saying. Fake it good enough for me. Some more NFL news before we get out of here at the top of the hour. And um, and this one is good. We talked about it last week as the Raiders, they go ahead, they wrap up their quarterback, and I'm talking about Carr, but they get the second best thing. Raiders are so smart. And folks, I, I've, I've called it. The Raiders are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. And I felt it was going to happen last week, but this solidified it with the move of going ahead and bringing on Gabe Jackson for a five-year extension. That's something they had to do. You got the quarterback. Now let's protect him with the, one of the best offensive guards in the game, by the way, right now. You wrap that guy up and make sure that this guy is going to be protecting your quarterback. So watch out for that. Uh, also, Zach Orr of the Baltimore Ravens are visiting with the Jets and Lions. And then there's a mystery team, and it's no big mystery. The question is, what kind of money will Orr want to be able to go, whether it be you know someplace else? Hey, listen. Or is the real deal, okay, at the linebacker position? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some better ones out there, okay? But if the Dallas Cowboys, and that's for my locals right here, if, if I'm going to tell you right now, if they're not looking at him, they're crazy. Mitchell Henry tied in for um, in the NFL. From Western Kentucky, he passed away, 24 years old. And uh, Ted Thompson from the Packers posted that up on the Twitter account. And uh, 78 passes, 1,094 yards, 12 touchdowns for Western Kentucky um, while he played there. And then, obviously, um, he had a, you know, a, a very small – but, you know, when you hear about NFL players dying – yeah, the first thing I want to know, okay, is is his body going over for that brain concussion thing? I, and I think, I, I hope that there are a lot of NFL players that are doing this. And back to stupidity in the NFL, the Troy Goyne of the Packers, busted for marijuana and, and alcohol. Guys, 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 stop. Some interesting things that were out, if you get an opportunity to go catch the video on ESPN, John Klein's uh, doing the detail about Clinton Portis. This is a good watch, by the way, if you can get on over there. I mean, you know, 
Portis being supposedly ripped off, and I say supposedly because a lot of it was himself, uh, but being scammed nearly led him to murder. It's a good story. If you get the opportunity to go get that and see it, go out there and do it. Tom Brady expanding the NFL, doing his NFL duties, goes over to Japan and Tokyo and, you know, and puts on a display, and, and folks, that's going to lead to uh, that's going to lead to some more things going on as far as that's concerned. Dallas Cowboys, David Irving, he just can't stop it in the first four games for PEDs. Big surprise! Listen, if that surprises you, you, you just you, you don't. First of all, you don't know the kid. Second of all, the fact that a cowboy shouldn't be a big surprise. By the way, just to let you know, I, I, I watched a little bit of that on ESPN this week. I had finally had a little time to relax. So, but you know, over on uh, uh, NFL Live, they want they were talking about the production of Joe Flacco at the quarterback position for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't know. They're saying that he wasn't worth the money. And, and we've had that argument on this show as well as other shows on whether or not that he, that he is worth it. And I will say this just really quick. Yeah, yeah, I guess the numbers might not be there. Yeah, the playoffs, you know, and the fact that they didn't make it in. Yeah, I get it. But if you honestly don't think he lived up to that contract, I think, you, I think you, you're not – realizing the value that that guy brings to a football team. And we go back to what Cuervo has even said on the show. Who else are you going to get? You didn't know. So let's find out what you think. So you're going to have to talk to Cuervo fashionably late. But, hey, Cuervo, let's talk about this a little bit. Joe Flacco, we talked about it on the show you know, it wasn't worth the money, but at the same time, when you look at the contracts that are coming out, I think he was, I mean, and he did get him to the Super Bowl. He got the Super Bowl ring. Um, he granted only one. He did make the playoff. Was he worth the money? Well, good morning to you, Sonny, and uh, the microwave is installed now, so that's why I'm excited All right. to late. Successful <laughs> microwave installed. So that's my, that was my achievement for the day, aside from being on here with you, of course. Of um, course, of course. But, you know, here, so we're talking about Joe Flacco, right? We're talking about a Super Bowl quarterback, Super Bowl mm-hmm. winning quarterback. Okay, winning talking quarterback. Talk about a guy that has, you know, arguably, I mean, a very, very respectable postseason record. Um, I don't know the numbers exactly, but Mary. I know it's I know it's it's got to be about ten and five roughly. Um, some guys that were ten to fifteen year veterans have never accomplished that, and Joe Flacco's done that in less than ten years. So let's go ahead and put that in perspective, okay? Um, now, and, and what I will say about Joe Flacco is yes, he hasn't lived up to the money he's been making recently. And that's because number one, uh, he's been battling some injuries. And number two, when you lose weapons like a Steve Smith to retirement, a Torrey Smith Mm -hmm. to free agency, Mm -hmm. 
a Todd, a Todd Heap to injuries, uh, a Dennis Pitta who walked away, uh, mm-hmm. an Ed Dixon who left the team. And, a, and on top of that, yes, you can say what you want about Ray Rice, but Ray Rice was a huge part of that offense, okay? Mm-hmm. So you add all those things up, and we still expect the same from Joe Flacco? Let's see and not here. only that, it's the offensive line has been, has been a walking, you know, ambulance for the last couple of years, too. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, the only consistent guy is Marshall Yonda, but – you know, it takes a lot more than just, uh, you know, a right guard. I think he plays right guard to right guard, you're right. offensive linemen. So, um, you know, who, who's protecting his blind side? Who's the left tackle on this team? You know, that, that's, that's the, the question I have. Is the center consistent? Like, you know, where the, the consistency on the offensive line is, you know, as you, as you alluded to, Sonny, that has been a big problem as well. On top of that, obviously no running games. So, when you yeah. when you put all that on Joe Flacco, it's you know, um, I, it's of course it's just not going to be the same. It's not he's not going to be the same quarterback uh, that you expected. Jacoby Jones is another guy that he that uh, has left the team as well to free agency. I mean, and this is a guy that this is a guy that was a huge part of that Super Bowl victory. Uh, the number two, San Francisco. Yeah, well, not just yep. that, but I mean, he had the he had the kick return. Um, yeah, you know, he had he. I mean, don't forget. Uh, and then the year before that, he had, uh, you know, the the hail mary play against Denver that won them the football that football playoff game. Um, so I mean, you, you know, a guy making big plays like that in the postseason when you're when when those guys are not around anymore, Sonny, it's like, you know. Who Kamar Aiken is your number one guy? Like that's that's, and you expect Joe Flacco to, to thrive off of Kamar Aiken or a Mike Wallace who Pittsburgh didn't want anymore and wrote off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, Mike, Mike Wallace played. I'd say if I had to count, if I had to count, Sonny, if I really went back and looked, he made three big plays. I would say the whole season. All right, that's not the same Mike Wallace that we saw. In Pittsburgh, definitely not the guy that we saw in Miami. Okay, so what? What? It, it happens all the time where we look at quarterbacks like why aren't they as good as they used to be? You have to you have to factor in that they don't have the the weapons, they don't have the supporting cast that they used to have. I mean, you know, it it, it just it just happens sometimes, and. Um, you know, I mean, you can make the same argument for even for Colin Kaepernick, a guy that people hate, but at the same time, yeah. you, you know, Absolutely. you think about why why isn't he producing the same way? Hmm, well, let's take a look. Uh, let's see, Michael Crabtree's gone. Vernon Davis got mm-hmm. older. Frank Gore, Frank mm-hmm. Gore is gone. Um, mm-hmm. The offensive line, the uh, half the offensive line left. Okay. Oh, and by the way, the guy that kept that team together. John, uh, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, the GM gone. said, yeah, you're gone because I want the credit. Well, mm-hmm. okay, well, we see where see we, four years later we see where that has gone, and it's gone down the toilet for the 49ers. 
storied franchise is if there's anything more embarrassing for a storied franchise is to continually do what they've been doing for the last four years after the the big move to remove Jim Harbaugh as head coach of this football team. And they're consistently still doing it, Cuervo, you know, making the excuses right and left about what is actually happening more so than tailing up the backbone and going, hey, we, we screwed up. I mean, sometimes there's, there's something to be said about someone that will just stand up and say, you know what? I screwed up. I mean, this is what happened. I get it. And and now it's time for me to learn and move on and go on. But the 49ers, their football squad and their front office can't get out of their own way and realize what they're doing to a storied franchise and, um, and what 49er football is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and, I, and obviously a lot of people are expecting Kyle, Kyle Shanahan to bring that back. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, um, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, if they you know, only get two years, it's going to be it's going to be a bad experiment again with them thinking. Well, we you know we we tried to do it, but it, at the same time, this is a franchise that's got to be patient because Kyle Shanahan, as great as he is and as good as he is, I'm going to give him the I'm going to give him the prop. He's still going to need some real time. And, and real time is not two years. It is not 32 football games. It, he needs more time to right. develop and get a chemistry of players out on the football play, field that can play together and then plug in some guys that can create or learn chemistry in order for it to be good. Yeah, and what's going to help him out, Sonny, is that he's got a guy with some common sense at the GM position and John Lynch and people can, you know, say what they want about him, but, you know, he, he's, he's a smart guy. You know, John Lynch is a guy who played the game, who understands the business aspect of it and not some guy in a, not just some, some guy in a suit and tie that thinks he knows about football. I mean, this guy played the game. He's, he's, if not a hall of famer, he's going to be a hall of famer very soon. Right. So, exactly. Um, the, I, and, and I think I think that's going to help out Shanahan because Lynch is definitely the type of guy that I can see, uh, you know, two years later when, you know, the the Forty ers have a a two year record of let's say, you know, uh, you know, fifteen and twenty one. Let's just say that adds up to thirty six, right? So let's say fifteen and right. twenty one. They win, you know, they win seven games next year, then they win eight next year. I'm just throwing an example out. I don't think that's going to happen, but and. and I could see Lynch being the type of guy telling ownership, look, it's not going to happen in two years. And, he, and he'll put his foot down, and he will, he will stick his neck out for Kyle Shanahan. And I think right there that will let you know that, A, John Lynch knows what he's talking about, and, B, he's committed to Kyle Shanahan being his head coach. So, um, in my opinion, I think, I think this is realistically, Sonny, I would say at least, three to four years. And if he can't turn it around by then, then I would have to say, all right, maybe it's time to look in another direction. But Lynch has to help out Shanahan too. I mean, you can't expect him to turn water into wine. Like, he's got to get him some good, solid football players to yes. to, to, to build some sort of foundation. I mean, they drafted, you know, Reuben Foster in the first round. They drafted uh, Solomon Thomas out of Stanford. So, I mean, you got yourself a 
a defensive lineman that can that can really be your be your guy up front, your leader up front, and then a guy in Reuben Foster if he can stay healthy. And this is a, this is a guy that played at Alabama, Sonny. So yeah, it, it can go it can go either way. We've had this discussion before. This this guy can yeah, flip the coin. It, yeah, he can either thrive like some other some of the other Bama linebackers of recent times, or he could become a Trent Richardson and just fall apart. So we don't know. We it's really it's a flip of the coin uh, with these Alabama guys. So, um, you know, but I think you give it some time. Uh, you allow John Lynch and Shanahan to to you know just do their job. Give them give them at least three years, four years. And you know what? If if they're still going five and eleven at that point, then you know it's time to move on, Sonny. But that's the problem that I see with the ownership with the you know with the with the management management in San Francisco is that they're they're running out of patience, and they're it's like it's like the problem that the Cleveland Browns have where. They're hiring yeah. hiring coaches every year, you know, saying like, hey, we need to win this division in one season and, and get to the playoffs. Like, that's not realistic. It's just not realistic. And I don't want to hear anybody talk about, well, well, you've got to push yourself. To... No, it doesn't work that way. Like, it's a process, you know. It's it, it just sometimes ownership gets impatient. And uh, the expectations become realistic, and that's when you fall into the trap of hiring and firing GMs and coaches every two years. And yeah, you know. So at that point, I think if if that happens again, Sonny, I think you really have to look at an office as far as like the you know ownership and team presidents, you know, because you can't blame the GM after two to three years. I'm sorry, you just can't absolutely. Do it. No, I, I think I'm right there with you. Well, well, you you can if they if they somewhat fit the mold of what the team is going to go for. And now, if you're going to grab someone that doesn't fit the mold or doesn't doesn't really, you know, define what your football team is, you make some bad moves. It's okay to miss on guys that you're not spending a lot of money on. But if you're going to miss and spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on that's where it, where you'll fall into fall into the line. And, and let's be honest, the 49ers know how to spend wasted money, and 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 they've been doing it for for the last few years, uh, ever since you know the the uh, the, the franchise was sold. So they know how to spend money. They're spending it definitely mm-hmm. in the wrong place, and and it has to come now. Unlike the Raiders, listen, we talked about it last week. They get Derek Carr locked up. And I said that, yep. that Oakland Raiders can contend for the Super Bowl. Listen, Cuervo, I'm putting you on notice. The Raiders are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. This year. And not because – and and it becomes – they get their quarterback, and not only that, they lock up the guy that's going to protect the guy. And I'm talking about Gabe Jackson. He signs the big extension. This is the key to the Raiders of a continually – doing what they've been doing for the past two years, which has improved themselves to not only be a good football team, but a big caliber uh, NFL football team in the playoffs. And there's a big difference. You can be playoff bound, but this is a team that can make strides in the playoffs. And they just did it when they signed Gabe Jackson to protect Derek Carr. 
Yeah, and and that's obviously huge, Sonny. I mean, you know, you can't have what happened last year. Um, I know sometimes, I know. you know, freak injuries happen and whatnot, but uh, you can't have that happen. Not before. Not, not, not that time of the year. No, especially not that time of the year. I mean, you don't ever want to see your quarterback go down, but that that was just terrible timing on the part of the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, it kind of it kind of made me wonder, Sonny, like, if that injury never happened, where – how far could the Raiders have gone this postseason? Because you, if you look back and you look at how everything unfolded, okay, so let's let's just play a scenario real quick. All right, so Houston – so the, let's say the Raiders – the Raiders beat Houston. Let's let's flip it around. They go and they play the Patriots. Do you think they have a chance in New England? I think they do. It probably they probably would have lost, to be honest with you. I think, however, they still had a fighting shot. Okay. It would have been one now, hell of a game, and it would have went to the fourth quarter. Well, hold on. Let me backtrack. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I got to remember the seeding because if, if, if Oakland would have won that game, I, I'm thinking maybe they would have gone to Kansas City instead of You're right. going to Kansas City. Because they, they changed the seedings now. Back in the day, they didn't. You're right. And, and they would have been playing the, the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game because as much as I liked Kansas City last year, it, with Derek Carr at the quarterback position, and, and as much as I, they that that game was over before they even uh, had it. And by the way, that game, if I'm not mistaken, Cuervo would have been held in Oakland as well. So you, you had a double shot up on that as far as where they were and the as far as the seedings were concerned and things like that. That game would have been in Oakland too, more so than Kansas City. Right, right, right. Well, no, the game would have been in Kansas City regardless, if I'm not mistaken, because Kansas City had the bye week. So that game would have been an arrowhead. Oh, you're right, um, Cuervo. You're right, Cuervo. I, I apologize. I, I, you're right. So now now it's like, okay, Chiefs Raiders in arrowhead, playoff. Who wins that game? You got Derek uh, Carr. You without know. question, Derek Carr. I, I, I would have been on Oakland all day long on that. And, and, and as much I mean, as I hate to admit it, I, I mean, you know, I would have been on Oakland on that all day long because just look what – and all you got to do is look at the quarterback position. Yes, Sonny, you, you make it so simple. But who's the better quarterback? And in that time yeah, of the year, Cuervo, yeah. it's who's the better quarterback is the answer on who's going to win football games in the playoffs. Now, granted, defense has a lot to do with it, okay? But listen – Derek Carr and Alex Smith, they're not even on the same level. It's not even close. And if you think it's close, I want whatever you're drinking because I could get a good buzz. Um, Derek Carr yeah. was just so much better than Alex Smith last year. Oh, a lot better. A whole lot better. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's, you know, for Alex Smith, you know, it's hard to admit, but a guy, a guy that young has already surpassed you as – Yes. a better quarterback in this league. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. You know, I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be really – if you're a Raiders fan, you have to be excited about this year. Okay. God, yeah. Obviously, you, you, get, you get Carr back. All right. He's, he's a year more experienced. You've got some mm-hmm. great guys with Cooper and Crabtree. All right. You've got your tight end, I think, pretty locked in. 
You got your offensive line is definitely locked in. Khalil Mack is going to probably, you know, be right up there for defensive player of the year again. And oh, well, they got to sign him, Cuervo. They got to sign him and Cooper still. At least they're doing it in the right direction. And this is the right direction. It was Card, right move. Second was okay. Jackson, right move. Third was Khalil Mack because let's be honest, Cuervo. I'm not saying that, you know, we're overrun with wide receivers, but you can get a wide receiver in the NFL for the amount that you would pay Cooper. You don't want to lose him, don't get me wrong, but you've got to lock up Mac first before Cooper because you can replace Cooper. That was exactly – that was going to be my question, you know, and it's, I'm telling you, Sonny, it, it happens every week. We're always reading each other's minds because my question to you was going to be, if you had the opportunity and you can only sign one, are you signing Khalil Mack or are you signing Amari Cooper? I think I'm Without right question, it's going to be Mack. You have. I mean, Cuervo, I mean, if, if, if you're the general manager of this football team and you would honestly want to, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, I do everything in order of importance, okay? And the order of importance sure. is make sure that you don't lose Khalil Mack. Not only losing, but losing either A, to Kansas City, B, to Denver, or C, the Chargers. And those would be the first three teams that are going to be in line for Khalil Mack, let's be honest, okay? All right, because you're talking about football teams. Of those three football teams right there, they will be lined up and be offering more money than any other team in the NFL, mind you, because why? You've got to get past the Oakland Raiders. Because right now, I look, I look at the, the Denver Broncos, with all due respect for Denver Broncos fans, they're losing player after player after player, whether it be the retirement or different football teams. Chargers, we don't know if it's going to be good. Hey, at least Kansas City is trying to make that move and trying to get stuff done. But will they be able to continue what they've been doing with limited talent on that football team in order to win football games? So all three of those teams are going to be lined up to get a Khalil Mack and put them in their lineup, and they'll play big time for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I, I think you would get – well, you would get Mack, I would, I would say, a little bit cheaper than you would get Cooper – uh, because, you know, these wide receivers are, they're, you know, they're the diva position of the, of the league. And, you know, you look at guys like what Antonio Brown is getting paid and, and what Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get paid. Um, I mean, you know, and Amari Cooper is going to try, I'm sure he's going to try and make the argument like I'm right there with them. Uh, and, and the reality of it is he's not. He's still very young and he's still got a ways to, he's still got to develop and grow. But here's the thing. This is this is why I would pick Mac over Cooper as well, because he's going to be the nucleus of your of your defense. And, and this is how highly I think of Mac, Sonny. All right, this is going to be a bold statement here. He is he is the L, he is the LT of the defense, and I'm not talking about Ladainian absolutely. Robinson. Yeah, and Cuervo, thirty sacks. And, and, you know, in his career, okay, 25 of them in the last two years. I mean, this guy is going to get to the quarterback without question. If he doesn't bring him down, he's definitely going to be a thorn in the side coming off of that, that end. And, and you don't want Khalil Mack heading your way. And, and, you know, Alex Smith, 
was shaking in his boots whenever they played him. I'm sorry, it was obvious, too. You go back and you watch last year, Alex Smith in Raider games. Listen, this, this guy is going to have to be huge. But here's the problem, though, Cuervo. We talked about the, the big money signings that had to happen. The problem is, is that the cap space is going to be a big-time thing as far as where they're going to be and where they're going to hit on. The money, the money is only going to be so much. It's going to be the signing bonus. It's going to be the dead cap space hit that the Oakland Raiders are going to have to take in order to keep this guy. And, you know, say whatever you want. After those two contracts, obviously you've got to do the right thing. The ones that – Khalil Mack can probably go somewhere and get more money, Cuervo. The question is, is mm-hmm. where, he, where he is mentally as far as the nucleus of that defense and the Jack Del Rio in order to be able to keep him there. If he loves Jack Del Rio, he isn't going anywhere. If he doesn't – or he has problems with Jack Del Rio, I think that's where you would see Khalil Mack on another football team. I don't see that happening, Sonny. I mean, because Jack Del Rio is a defensive guy. He's a defensive guy himself. So I think think that relationship is probably pretty strong already. If if not, it's going to be very soon. I mean, they speak the same language. They're both linebackers. I mean, Del Rio is a former linebacker himself. So I'm sure he... He, uh, you know, wants to keep a guy like that. He probably sees a lot of some of the past outside linebackers in, his, you know, in, in Matt. And that's why I mentioned Lawrence Taylor because, you know, like I say, he could be that defensive leader. He could be – I mean, he's, his production is great. I mean, the guy won defensive player of the year, as I predicted last year. So, um, I, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon unless he gets injured for some, you know, Yes, I and I definitely don't want to see that happen. But injury, I think injury is the only thing that would slow Khalil Mack down. That guy is, he is, he is a, a Tasmanian devil on that on that football field. Um, so, I think I, if you have to part ways with either him or Amari Cooper, sorry, you know Cooper, you're you're going to be a great receiver in this league. But like you like you said, Sonny, they come at a dime a dozen. I mean, there's always guys. Right. At receiver, at receiver coming. I mean, for God's sake, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl with Chris Hogan as his number two receiver. Like that guy got ripped Crazy. off so many times. Yeah, he got. I'm surprised he's not playing for the Texas Revolution right now. Like that yeah. guy like got written off. So, I mean, you know, that 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 proves the point. Like it's like I mentioned before too. You go back and you look at the past Super Bowl winners. Um, I'd say probably within the past five years, the best receiver on a Super Bowl winning team, arguably Demarius Thomas two years ago with Denver. I I think I'm right there with you. But listen, when you get a Khalil Mack, okay, I think you get Von Miller type play. And remember, six years, 114 million, right? Whoever I think that's what the number was. And I don't know if the Raiders can pay that amount, especially after the money they're spending. They're spending wisely in the right spot, and I, and I commend them for doing that. But I don't know. I, I just don't know what the cap availability is going to be. But you know, Von Miller, six years, one fourteen. You know, I, I think Khalil Mack's going to have to be at least near a hundred million dollar man. I mean, so they're going to have to open up the wallet a little bit more as well. 
Uh, for for who, Sonny? I, 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 for Khalil, for for Khalil Mack. I mean, oh, Von yeah, Miller was, yeah. make, was making fourteen and a half million in six years. I mean, Mack is at least going to have to draw a hundred mil. Okay. Now, granted, the the, the the Denver Broncos. I mean, you know, they got their guy. So I was talking about them fight. I mean, could you imagine Von Miller and Khalil Mack on the same football team? Defensively, then, then as the Broncos move forward, if that was ever something they could dream of and get, then you can go with your Alex Smith at the quarterback position, not having the when your defense is going to be that good. You're going to get 45 to 50 sacks in the season with those two guys. So you're you're looking some big time stuff going on there. And then you can ride with who? I, I, who's going to quarterback the Denver Broncos? My brain, I just took a. Who's going to quarterback? Who's their guy right now? Um, that young so, cat. Yeah, well, they've got two young cats. It's it's between Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Yes, yes. Simeon was the one I was thinking of, and Lynch I forgot about because, you know, he couldn't even break and get past Trevor Simeon out of North Carolina. What was it? Uh, over there at Northwestern. Northwestern. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't get past him. So, you know, I, I question – I don't know if I question the talent. I question the, the, the thinking of bringing Trevor Simeon in because, you know, my gosh. I mean, if Paxton, if Paxton Lynch can't get past Trevor Simeon, I mean, it, that right there tells you the state of emergency that's going on at the quarterback position for the Broncos. Oh, sure. I mean – but you know, I think I think Simeon did a, a decent job last year. I mean, he didn't. I don't. At least not to my recollection that he threw away any games or. You know, he was the main. The problem with him is he of, couldn't be. He, he, the problem with him is he couldn't stay healthy. I mean, I mean, the guy was down a couple of times, more than a couple of times. Yeah, well, I mean, at least at least they uh, didn't have Mark Sanchez under center. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that have been that would have been terrible. So, are you, by the way, you're gonna go get a Bears uh, Mark Sanchez jersey. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, that was if, a low blow. If that was a, if I can get that it was a like, low. If, well, if I can get it for like 99 cents, Sonny, then yeah, absolutely, I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not paying more than that. I'm not paying more than that. <laughs> yeah, I. So. I'm wonder I'm wondering how how things are going to work out. That AFC West is going to be an amazing, uh, amazing division in football yeah. this year, if not the best. I, you know, I'm still hanging, I'm still hanging for another another one. But man, right now the Oakland Raiders I think are in very very good shape to move forward and to be that team that represents that. And, and I think right now, just looking at just looking at the horizon, at every team in the AFC. I think right now the only team that can beat the Patriots would be the Oakland Raiders. I, I just I, I don't see. I mean, I'm tr- I'm going through the North, not seeing it in the North, South. I'm definitely not seeing it in the South. Um, I, I just don't see any team that really matches up well in order to beat the Patriots in a playoff game. I, I just I just don't see it. Well, and and. It would have to be a road game, Sonny. I'm sorry. It's it's. I don't want to say it's impossible, but man, you have to play the perfect game in Foxborough to beat the Patriots. So if if a team is going to knock New England off, it's going to have to be something where 
you know, it, you have to fight for that one seat. And and I know normally it's all about just get in, but when you're talking about New England, you're talking about Tom Brady and and all that all that stuff. You have to force their hand and and make them go play on the road. You can't continue to let New England have home field throughout the playoffs. I mean, if you go back yeah. and you look at the years that they they were eliminated, um, I'd say about 80% of the time, if not more, it was losing a game on the road. So that's, that's what you have to do. And, and, and normally, again, normally that's, that's not important, but when you're talking about the Patriots and, and you're trying to dethrone them, it's going to have to be it's going to have to be a home game for that other team, whether it's Oakland, whether it's Kansas City, Pittsburgh, you know, whatever team. So, um, Cuervo, the, the, the Patriots are fifteen and three in playoff games in July since two thousand two. That's exactly you know, what I'm saying. And, and what you're talking what you're talking about is probably quite possibly the best home field advantage since two thousand and two. Um, rolling through there, and that's one of the things when you when you look at what's going on. That's why you know I, Oakland is going to give them a run in Gillette. But imagine if for somehow that I mean because if that game is in Oakland, you're you're looking at a an opportunity to, and, and I don't want to say make history. I, I don't want to go there. But what I'm talking about as far as the Oakland Raiders are concerned, you know, that would, that would make history right there in Oakland. Not, not, you know, I, the, the Patriots losing another playoff game is no great big deal after you win the Super Bowl. Um, and, and, and even to that mm-hmm. point, where I don't think it means anything to the point where, um, uh, you know, where, where they are, you know, it, it, even if they lose in the first round, though, I don't think anybody's worried about the Patriots as far as where they're going to end up at. So, you know, but the Raiders, on the other hand, they make a good run in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you right now, I think, I think they're, I think they're set. I think they're, they're going to be in a good position for the next three to four years to be battling for that AFC championship game, unless something changes. And that, and that would have to be a loss of the quarterback. Right, right. I mean, and, and again, I mean, that that's the one position you don't want to see go down. But, you know, if, if the Raiders are healthy throughout the season, Sonny, I can see them. I mean, when, before Carr went down, if I'm not mistaken, they were in position for that for that bye week. So they were exactly, and they they had the and they they lost. I think it was if it wasn't the final game of the season, it was the week before that that made it to where they couldn't get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really when you think also, you know, think about this. The Raiders are a football team that, first of all, they got to play the Chargers twice, which isn't easy. I don't care what anybody says about the Chargers. You've got to play to beat them. You've got to at least get to the fourth quarter and be there with them. they gotta play, they right. got to play Kansas City, you know, twice, as, as well as the Broncos. So you got six tough games right there within your – which – Leaves ten other games on the outside. Cuervo, listen to what they got: Titans, Jets, Redskins. Okay, all right. Those are the those are the first three games. This team's going to be three and zero after week number three before they before they get the Broncos. 
But after that, Cuervo, Bills, Dolphins, let's get serious. I mean, you t- you take away those six games they're playing in their division, okay? They get the Patriots. That and that could be an AFC Championship preview at that time in Week 11. Which, by the way, November games are awesome. You know, when, when you're mm-hmm. when you're getting set and figuring out where they are. So, but the Giants, I'm not listen. The Giants are going to make the playoffs, um, and, and the Giants will be on the road. That's going to be. But I mean, they're outside their division. They're gonna they're gonna clean up Cuervo. They got ten games outside their division. They're gonna go eight and two at worst, maybe seven and three. I mean, and, but that's gonna be bad. And, and they're gonna let's say they win half of them. They're they're gonna be a ten and six football team, okay? And gonna get a playoff spot. But imagine if they pull off some of those other wins, Cuervo. They're gonna be sitting right there, right where the Patriots are gonna be in week sixteen, week seventeen. You know, right there for the playoff spot to go right through Oakland. And I don't think you want to play Oakland in Oakland this year. I just don't think you want it. It's going to be a tough game for you. Yeah, and and, that, and that's why it's so important to try and fight for that one seed. You know what I mean? Because yes. that, way, that way you can pressure the rest, of the, the rest of the conference to, hey, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be in our house. To include – Absolutely. To include – to include Pittsburgh. And, and Cuervo, the biggest the other... game of the season next year for the Raiders is that Patriot game. Because let's be honest, the Patriots are going to beat they're going to beat the Broncos, they're going to beat the Chargers, and they're going and they're going to beat Kansas City. So the most important game outside of their division is that Patriot game because that's going to be the deciding factor on whether or not they're going to pull in that home field advantage. Going in, I, folks. I'm telling you, I think the Raiders are going to, and not only that, Cuervo. I don't even think even on it's going to be a tough game. Don't get me wrong. I think the Raiders can beat the Patriots right now because of the youth, because of Jack Del Rio, and what they've been able to accomplish these last two years. And remember, if they lost their quarterback going into the playoffs, so they would have been probably meet, meeting the Patriots in the AFC Championship game last year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they have what it takes as well. Um, you know, but again, I mean, they're going to have to play, they're going to have to play a hell of a defensive Flawless. effort. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, Khalil Mack's going to be the factor because he's the guy that's going to get the pressure on Tom Brady. And that's the, that's the best way to, you know, have a chance at beating New England. Things that don't put pressure yep. on Brady and you give him time in the pocket, forget it. Game forget over. it. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. And that's where – and that, that Khalil Mack is going to be the guy that's going to make or break that game. Okay. Khalil Mack gets to Tom Brady or at least makes him uncomfortable. Cuervo, the Raiders going to win that football game. And, and Because the only way you're going to beat the Patriots – listen, the Patriots are not an outstanding defensive football team. The, the Raiders are going to get there – they're going to get there in between 24 and 30 points in that game. The question is, is can you stop the, uh, you know, the Patriots offense from scoring 31? Okay. And that's what, and that's where Khalil Mack has got to come in. That's why, even though it's going to break the bank, Cuervo, looking at this season for the Raiders, the number one game, and knowing how good your football team is, you've got to get over the hump against the Patriots. That's why you've got to pay Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah, for sure, Sonny. I mean, again, he's, he's the LT of, of the defense. I mean, he's, Without he's a vocal leader. 
He's your productive leader. He's your he's your emotional leader. Uh, you know, he's everything. He's everything to that defense. So, um, you know, you you have to. The Raiders have to make sure that he's a Raider for life. Okay. Absolutely. He's a Raider for life. I mean, you cannot. You cannot. Well, at least for the next good five guy. years, along with their car. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think Carr's got to be a Raider for life as well if they're going to have a chance at being a, a powerhouse in the AFC once again. And oh, how sweet that would be, Sonny! And I know it's been what 15 years now. Yes. Since the uh, the tuck, the Tuck Rule game, but imagine yes. if, if the Raiders if the Raiders were to beat New England to get to the Super Bowl. It's been 15 years, but I'm sure Raider fans would would not care, and they would. They would love nothing more than to beat Tom Brady uh, in their house with no uh, with no uh, debatable calls or anything like that. And I think it could happen. Um, you know, one thing we haven't even mentioned yet is uh, the guy that's going to be in the backfield. And I, I I cannot wait to see him again on the field. Beast mode himself. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I, I have to tell you, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think that could be the worst thing that can happen to the Raiders. I'm going to put it out there. I, and I'm hoping I'm going to miss my word or, or eat my words, okay, Cuervo, because you already know who my Super Bowl AFC pick is. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's going to be because of him, okay? I, I really don't. And more than the fact that everything that ends up happening for this Oakland Raiders football team, I think is that if there's going to be a dependency on somebody, it better not be to march on Lynch. Listen, this guy didn't play last year, and I don't care. You've got one year rust on you now, okay? And so, and it, you, and not only that, it, it, it'd be different. You look at this football team, even if he played, he's still going to lose this step. Imagine how many steps he loses because he didn't play. So, I'm worried about I'm that kind of all the positions square though on that football team, as far as the Raiders are concerned, that's the one I'm worried about is, and not because of who they got is who they go with. That's the big difference. And if they depend too much upon quote unquote beast mode, I think that they could be making a huge mistake moving towards trying what they're doing this year, which is obviously making it to the AFC championship game. And, Quite possibly the Super Bowl. I think I think he's fine, Sonny. I mean, yeah, I know he's a uh, year out. Here's the thing, though. He just turned 31. Okay, so he's he's he. I guess the way you say it, he's on the wrong side of 31. Um, yeah, wrong side of 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, wrong side of 30. That's what I meant. Um, yep. Here's the thing, though. I, when to me, I just again, I think. When you have, you know, you have a, a lifelong goal, okay? Um, and Mar- I, think, I think Lynch is, is getting ready to live that goal right now. He, he already is. But once he actually puts on the uniform and he sees himself as a Raider, I think you're going to see a guy that is rejuvenated. I think he's a guy that has found that love again for the game. Um, and on top of that, he's playing for the team that he probably grew up loving, watching. I mean, he's from Oakland, for God's sake. So, to me, it's, it's, it's almost like having your dream job. It's like living your dream job right now for Marshawn Lynch. And 
you know, to, to, to be that, um, like I said, I mean, I, I think you're, it's, it's going to be a Marshawn Lynch that we haven't seen in a long time, Sonny. I really believe that. I truly believe that. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even take if And this is barring an injury, obviously. I think if Marshawn Lynch stays healthy, he plays 16 games, okay, he's going to be a top five running back this year. I'm calling it right now. Boom. Top five. Top five. Boy, some massive love coming from him. I don't get it. I, I, here's, here's the thing. I want to see Murray, and I want to see Jones before I see him. Uh, uh, you know, quote, unquote, Murray's beast gone, mode. Honey. Murray I, is that's gone. Right. I, for, I forgot about that. So I want, to see, I want to see Jones. I forgot that. You're right. Murray, Murray is gone. But I, I want to see Jones more so. Hey, even to a point where, though, DeAndre Washington, if he's still with us, I want to see him. I, I really do. I, and – and it's not because I have anything against Beast Mode, okay? I, I, I'm not going to deny the talent, okay? I, but I, 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 I did not necessarily deny it. I just don't want to see it because that means they gave up on these young cats, you know, like Juan Jones and DeAndre Washington. And I don't know if you want to do that yet, Cuervo, with those two guys. And I say that because when you when you get these guys that come back and and we call them retreads all day long, okay, and, and where it uh-huh. is, but two, you know, you you have DeAndre Washington after two years of playing football for this football team, okay. Now, granted, this guy's not this guy's not whacking up the yards on the ground. He's you know he's only you know in his second year. Last year. For a rookie, getting 467 yards as a rookie in the backfield for the Raiders is a good thing. And on the other side of that, when you look at it, you've got a guy. Tawan Jones has been playing for a while. He's been for five years. But this is a guy that can that could end up picking it up because, it, you know, in his career, he's only got 183 yards. What are you going to do with the guy? Sooner or later, you're going to have to trust the guy to move and move into the lineup. But – so the way I look at it is is that the Oakland Raiders need to make DeAndre Washington their number one, and their number two needs to be Marshawn Lynch and wrap it up with Taiwan Jones. That's what I look at as far as the Raiders are concerned. Because I think if they lean too much on Marshawn Lynch to be the guy at the running back position, it's going to hurt this football team, not just for this year, Cuervo, but a couple of years because sooner or later, guess what? DeAndre Washington will be out of uh, Oakland, and they won't see what potential that they have in this young kid. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand, Sonny. I, I know where I know where you're coming from. Don't don't lean too much on Lynch. It's going to be hard to do that, though. I mean, because you think about I know. it, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a breath of fresh air for the for the franchise. It's a breath of fresh air for Lynch himself. So it's really it's going to be hard. I, honestly, I mean, I can I can foresee Lynch playing a lot more preseason than people think. He should oh, absolutely, Cuervo. I'm right there with you. Because he, I mean, you talked about busting the rust. The preseason is where he's going to do it. So, um, I I definitely see Marshawn Lynch playing a lot of preseason time. Uh, he's got to get back in shape. Obviously, I know. I know a lot of uh, 
you know, training camps are, are getting ready to start here soon. Sonny, it's July. Next month. You do you realize next month is preseason? Yes. Next month. Next month. And that's the and that's the reason why looking at these teams right now the way that we are, um, and obviously we're gonna break down the divisions like we always do eight weeks before first week. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, that's in two weeks that we're gonna have to start breaking them down because we like to go through each division uh, at least one time, then revisit it after we get them. We usually do two divisions after the first time. So six weeks before kickoff is when we're going to get down to the nitty gritty on these, uh, on these divisions on this show and talk about what we're going to see. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell you Cuervo, I, you know, as much as they did what they did now, granted, understand what Marshawn Lynch brings to you, but this football team losing a guy like Murray is really, really going to hurt because, like you said, you don't know. I, well, like I said, I, you know, I'm not sure what they're going to get in reality with Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm going in with him with kid gloves as far as that's concerned on what he can do. I think losing Latavius Murray was a big-time loss for this football team. And they would have been better off having him on that football team with Marshawn Lynch, and then you, and, and then throw up on the fact that you're going to go ahead and bring in DeAndre Washington at the same time. All right, so you, you got so much stuff going for you at the running back position. I just hope they didn't make the wrong decision on which one to let go. Me, I think I would have, I would have loved to see uh, uh, Murray and Washington in the backfield more so than. Uh, Washington and Beast Mode. Because look at the youth of this team, Cuervo. The youth of this team is mm-hmm. is going to be their powerhouse this year, and, and not only that, for the years to come. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only issue I see with that is, is you know, I don't know if 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 uh, Murray was in a contract year last year, Sonny, but um, I could. I could be wrong. Uh, actually, I think I think Octavius Murray was a free agent, and that's why they let him walk um, because he was going to demand he was going to demand big time money, and maybe it was a situation where maybe um, they weren't going to be able to pay Lynch what he was asking for. So it was kind of like they had to make a choice between a, a little bit younger Murray or a guy who's proven without to, question uh, Marshawn. It's proven, you know, with, with yeah, I mean, and this guy's got a ring. The guy's got a ring, Sonny. That that rings talk. I mean, I know, and I know it's a running back. You know, it's not the quarterback, but you still you still have to factor in. Look, this guy knows what it takes to win a championship. Um. So, and I know, and I mean, and obviously, he's a more exciting guy. So. Well, without question, you're right about that as far as excitement is concerned. But you look at look at Murray. He he got three years, fifteen million, five million bucks, and, and to me, that's cheap. That that's mm-hmm. cheap because you got Marshawn Lynch for two years for nine million. Give me maybe it's me. Give me the youth and the prospect of what that guy can do more so than you're not sure what's going to end up happening. Not only that, the the, the Raiders 
$2.3 million in, 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 is the guaranteed money. But now, as far as where you're going to go for, for Marshawn Lynch, you can cut him after, after one year and get away with it. So the guaranteed is the, you know, the icing on the cake for the, uh, cake for the Raiders. I, I, to me, I just don't see $2.5 million and the future on what Murray did. I, 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 I saw the move as not the right one, but I get the excitement on what it can possibly bring and obviously the experience of having a Super Bowl champion and the guy's been there twice. Yeah, exactly. And, and the second time he should have gotten the ball to win the damn game, but, you know, that's for another conversation. So, uh, and, and the, Raider, the Raiders, if they're in that position, will do exactly what the Seahawks should have done and gave the ball to to um, to uh, Lynch. Sure, I mean, of course, I mean, and that's why, and that's why I say he's going to be a top five running back this year because they're, 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 I'm sure Lynch is going to be he's he's out to prove a point that maybe Seattle should have. Gave him what he wanted, should have paid him, should have respected him more. Um, you know, so. Yeah, you lose money, though. You lose 12 touchdowns and 788 yards, and I just don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to get him that, no, those numbers. Oh. But maybe the combination between him and Washington, they will. Oh, I'm funny. Lynch is going to be a 12. You think, you think this guy's going to rush for over 800 yards? He's going to get 12 of these, buddy. Oh, wow. Some love. That's some major love. I I, I just, I, maybe it's me. I just don't see it. I, I, I just don't see it. Well, I mean, (laughs) one of them is going to be wrong and the other one's going to be right. So we'll see what happens. But it will be be interesting. I, I, and for for the Raiders' sake, I hope that ends up happening, without question. I mean, obviously, I I want to be able to see what ends up happening for for that for for that setup. And maybe there's going to be a new, you know, maybe, maybe there's going to be a new uh, plan for Marshawn Lynch. I mean, in reality, because because all you because really, Cuervo, if you look at the numbers, and 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 I, I and I'm not a great numbers guy with the running back because the, the change of the running back on what it has become and, or what it is anymore is so much different than what it was. But Cuervo, you got to look at 2015, and I just pulled this up, 417 yards and three touchdowns. Year before that, Cuervo, as far as the, uh, as far as the yards, this is the number. So it's not just two years it's three years before he ran for 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. The year before that, 1,257. So it's two years removed from the 1,306 and the 13 touchdowns when he was considered the man at the running back position for the Seattle Seahawks. So, it, But I will say this. If, if Marshawn Lynch can get them 600 yards and six touchdowns, it's a great experiment, and it worked for him. And and obviously you think that that could be there, but I, I'm just I'm just hoping for the Raiders' sake they get it. And I was on mute, Tony. Sorry about that. Yeah, you know I, I thought so. I, <laughs> you got to remember. So you just said it three years ago, right? That that happened. 
You know what? Three years you know ago. what has changed? You know what has changed for Seattle now from three, four years ago? What's the difference? Something to think about. What's the difference? Oh, hey, like, is, is, is it Tom Cable? Is it Tom Cable? No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm missing something. Four, I, it, four it, years you're ago. You're going to slap me in the face with it. I'm just missing it. <laughs> four years ago, there. Uh, <clears throat> let me see, how can I put this? Four years ago is when Seattle drafted Russell Wilson. That's ah, the difference. Yeah. Just, but did they play? So, did, did they play well together, Quavo? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Did they? I mean, were were they buds? I I, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch doesn't talk much, so I can't say if they were buds or not. But. Um, <laughs> You know, what I mean? <sighs> but um, it's I, I you know you after a while you kind of had that sense that it just they can't this can't be who Marshawn Lynch really is. It, can it? Is this who he really is? Is he just a guy that just doesn't like to talk? So my point no, is, funny I, I, that four years ago, not only was Russell Wilson still wearing a Wisconsin uniform not drafted by the Seahawks yet. But four years ago, Lynch was the man in Seattle. Okay. As time That's has gone true on, because, think, because of the numbers, you're right. I think as time went on, um, I think he started to get less and less comfortable and, and, and maybe it was an evil thing for, for, for Lynch. You know, he started to realize that the defense was getting more attention Russell Wilson, uh, you know, obviously evolved as, as a quarterback coming out of nowhere and becoming a star right away. And everybody – and Marshawn Lynch was an afterthought. And he was just, a, he was just there. Now, you know, you, when you've got the Raiders, now he's walking into a situation in Oakland where they've got a quarterback, they've got a good defense, but the difference is – He's, this is, he still wants to be a part of what's happening in Oakland. So he didn't want to be a part of what was happening in Seattle anymore. That's different. Right. I mean, if, he, if, if, if his ego wanted to take over, he would have signed with the Cleveland Browns. He would have signed with, uh, uh, you know, another team that, that was struggling at the running back position that needed some running uh, help. He could have went to Green Bay, for, for goodness sakes. Right. Um, which I would have hated, obviously, but and I'm glad he didn't do it. But he could have went to a team that, you know, where he would have been considered the man. Now, in Green Bay, of course, they got Aaron Rodgers, so that's, you know, that, that was obviously, uh, you know, something to think about. But, I mean, he could have went anywhere else. But I'm telling you, Sonny, he, this was a choice that he didn't care about money. He didn't care about being the man. He just wants to be happy. And being an Oakland Raider is going to make him happy. And that's why I say his focus is, going to, is just going to be on, you know, playing football, running yeah. as hard as he can on every down. And that's why I say maybe 1,200 is a stretch. I'll give him 1,000. He will okay. definitely hit the 1,000 mark. I will say he'll be get 1,000 and he'll get seven touchdowns. That's my prediction. My, those are my numbers for Marshawn Lynch this year. 1,000 yards, I, I, seven touchdowns. 
I'm going to go 650 and five touchdowns. And that will be a success because remember who he's got at the quarterback position as well. We, we done, we, we've, we talked that to death. I mean, it, you're right there. You've got Carr right there at the quarterback position. So somewhere in the mix, there's got to be an understanding with Marshawn Lynch that, hey, you in Seattle, you're the man. You're coming here. You're not the man. I think that's got to be a – I think that's got to really be written in stone to Marshawn Lynch, and he's going to have to accept that role. Because without question with Derek Ryan at the quarterback position, there's no question on whose team this is. And not even uh, – even for that matter – matters. They got the defense, the same type of defense on the other side of the football. Maybe not obviously as big as they had in Seattle, but just as big on the as far as gaining that attention on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean um, it's, it's, it's we'll see. I guess we yeah. shall see what happens, Sonny, but I, I'm, I'm if I'm a Raider fan, I, I, I mean already he's that this Marshawn Lynch Raiders is the highest selling. So, I mean, obviously the fan base is, is excited. Um, even guys like myself who aren't Raiders fans uh, are interested, you know, and, and excited to see what's going to happen. But I'm excited for the fans, um, Cuervo. The best fans in the NFL are going to get a team where they can actually, you know, have that. I mean that love but here's the thing Cuervo what I I wonder if the the off the field stuff as far as the Raiders are concerned and you know what I'm talking about it's not about players it's about the move how that affects this football team well I'm what what off season or off the field issues have they have they had recently not not often it's not the issue I'm talking about where they're going to play in the near future Oh, I, I mean, how much, how much will how much will that affect that football team in reality, Cuervo? Is what I'm asking. Um, well, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but I think at the beginning of the season it's going to suck for them because if you have you ever been to Vegas, have you ever been to Vegas that time of the year where it's the end of summer? It's hotter than hell over there. Hell, absolutely. It's, That's the reason why I go. <laughs> It's a hundred and it's a hundred and ten degrees over there, and you can't breathe. So, yep. Again, it, it sounds stupid, but you know, it, it, little things like that are gonna really affect the way the you know they they handle themselves, especially in the you know the preseason first month. Is, is when October rolls around, it starts to cool off, um, but but August September. Yeah, that, that's going to suck. That's it's, it's terrible over there. So, um, you know, which is which is why I decided to not go to Vegas for the Fourth of July weekend. Um, I'm sitting my butt right at home in Southern California, enjoying in the air conditioner, sunny and seventy-five, sunny and seventy-five. Yes, sir. So, um, but you know, I mean, I you know, I think the other thing too is obviously travel. Um, a lot of Raider fans. You know, they'll claim that, oh, I'll make the trip every week. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think after a while it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a toll on, on, on you as far as paying for gas and, 
you know, where are you going to stay, um, you know, renting hotel rooms. Unless you do the daily, the day trip, leave early in the morning, early enough to where you make it to the yeah. gym on time, and, and you don't have to, you know, rent a hotel or anything like that. So it's um, – you know, So like they're, they're playing this year in Vegas, right, I, in, my, in my understanding. I, we say – I want to say I want to say it's starting next year. I think this is the last year in Oakland, if I'm not mistaken. Got it. So yeah, that, that year. And I'm not I'm not sure where, where they're going to be. It's got to be Oakland. I think they're in Oakland. I think you might be right. This might be the last year in Oakland for them, as far, as far as that's concerned. Here it is, Las Vegas. So um, let's see here. I'm trying to find it. Ah, oh, crap. It's going to get buried because it wasn't there. The Raiders are coming. Da, 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 da. Well, they need to build the stadium. I don't think the stadium's ready, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I thought they were I thought they were going to play in the college thing. I, 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 I didn't get the, the, the set up. Here it is. Um, starting two, running through 2019. Um I'm, try, I'm trying to find out where 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 the Raiders are. Let's see here. Team it says Las Vegas, but um, there we go. That really ticks me off. We gotta find out where they're playing. I, I think you're right, Claire. I think they're in Oakland this this uh, final year, and then it's the NBA after that. They'll be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because I thought they were playing right away as well, and then. You know, people kept telling me that no, that they're going to play one more year in Oakland, and then that's when they'll move their way over to Vegas. Because um, I don't, I don't know if they want to play in the UNLV, UNLV stadium. Um, I think they wanted their yeah. obviously they're going to get their own stadium. But um, I, don't know, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I think that's the worst. You know, worst case scenario is they're playing one year in Oakland one last year, and then they're going to move their way over to, to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, here we go. I'm looking at 2017. Um, now they're, you're right, Cuervo. It looks like they're going to be, they're going to be right there in Oakland this year, because I'm looking at this thing. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the home that let's see here. Tickets. Uh, da, da, da. I, I'm looking on the website. They're not naming the, the, the stadium on this thing. That really drives me nuts. So we'll, we'll find all that out, you know, before next week's show. So, but uh, it, it, sure. it it's going to be an interesting year for the for the Raiders. I yeah, I, I I like their chances this year uh, to go a long way and 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 make a big one uh, a big movement. So. Uh, looking good. All right, my man. Anything you wanted to talk about? Hey, but, hey, we'll go over time a little bit. Manny Pacquiao, last night loses the mat, uh, loses the fight. Oh boy! Talk to me about your post because I read it. Well, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it, Sonny. It was, it was, it was highway robbery. I mean, if, if you watch the fight, I, I don't. I mean. Can you see how they came up with him or losing or no? No, not at all. Not at all. And I'm not. So there's not a good explanation, is what you're saying. And obviously, from your. I I, I mean, there's not. I mean, 
did he overpower him at all in that in that in that match or, or in the in the fight or it, I or you honestly think that there was you know some local uh, uh, local conspiracy to give him that win? I th- I I definitely think conspiracy couch would be all over this one if if he was interested enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd have to be I'd interested enough to watch the fight. <laughs> Well, it was on. It was on ESPN for free, Sonny. I know, Quavo. ESPN I, for free. I know, but so, I'm so I'm so lazy. <laughs> well, but here's here, here's the thing that bothers me though. This is what bothers me the most. Okay. So boxing has obviously lost a lot of its lust and, and absolutely. Uh, you know, it's not what it used to be in the 80s and 90s with, you know, like Hagler versus Hearns and, and Sugar Ray Leonard and, and you know, all these, all these that, that era of boxing, when it was great and you had great fighters in, in, Absolutely. in a lot of the different weight classes. Now, I mean, the, the heavyweight, is it, even a, is, it, is it even a division anymore? Because is, is, it's all about local. Good point. Uh, yeah, welterweight, so, yeah. yeah. So, Welterweight is is the the most popular weight class in boxing. It's heavyweights are an afterthought. Like the Klitschko brothers, because they're all fat and out of shape. That's the reason why people don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Klitschko the Klitschko brothers are the uh, on top of the heavyweight division. It's not even Americans anymore. So, exactly. You know, here's the thing though. The, the point I'm making is, you know, it, it was an opportunity for boxing to try and kind of gain some popularity again with some of the younger crowd and and just, you know, the casual fan. And right. these judges absolutely ruined that opportunity for the sport of boxing. That's wow. that's what bothers me so much is because I mean it's not like it was a split decision. This was unanimous. This was a yes. unanimous every all three judges were in favor of this horn kid. Let me tell you, Sonny, if you would have watched the fight, the ninth, so the ninth round, everybody's talking about the ninth round. Pacquiao had this kid so dazed, and he was ready to, he was ready to put him on the floor, that the referee had to go, after the ninth round ended, the referee had to go to, the, to that, this horn kid, had to go to his corner and say, look, I need you to show me something or else I'm stopping the fight. I'm going to stop the fight if you don't defend yourself next round. So he did. So he defended himself, but it wasn't like he just started to overpower and dominate Pacquiao. Now, if you want to talk about who shed the most blood, yes, Pacquiao shed the most blood. Why? Because he got headbutted twice. Right. And he had, and he had gashes in his head. Okay? This kid did not even put a scratch on Pacquiao's face. Okay? Now, Pacquiao, if you look at Horn's right side of his face because of the deadly left hands that he was giving Horn. I'm just, I'm just looking at their face alone. You're like, Pacquiao won this fight with ease. Well, that wasn't the case. Each judge scored this thing at least two rounds more in his favor. When the scores were announced, they were like, okay, that sounds about right in favor of Pacquiao. But then when they said that the other guy won, I mean, I just was in absolute shock. I couldn't believe it. So, yes, I absolutely believe that 
the 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 home advantage or however you want to say it play a lot into it. Um, now here's the problem: the rematch clause says that if they're going to do a rematch, it's going to be in Australia again. If I'm Pacquiao, I say screw that. I'm not coming back to this place. What's the point? You know, I mean, because he got robbed last night, Sonny. And, and like I said, for the sport of boxing to try and make a comeback by doing something like putting a fight, a pay-per-view worthy fight for free on ESPN to try and bring the sport back in the, into, the, into the limelight, these judges absolutely just tainted the sport of boxing. And, and, and it's just like my post says, if you think the NBA is rigged, go watch this fight. I'm telling you, Sonny, go watch this fight, and you you won't. There's going to be no doubt in your mind that Pacquiao should have won. No doubt in your mind, he was landing the better punches. He landed more punches, okay, in every in every category of punches. It's total punches, jabs, power punches, all those categories that they that they that they have. His percentage was double of the other guy, and he still lost the fight. I can't explain it. I can't explain yeah. it. It'll be interesting. I mean, there's, I mean, it's all over the web, and it's all over. You're not the only one that feels the way that it ended up happening. So it's a, a, a one of these. Maybe some during this time, I'll go back and I'll watch the fight and see what I think. It's just more in the fact that I can gain interest enough to go watch it. I'm not a Pacquiao fan. I never have been. Um, so the and the Mayweather, I have to admit the Mayweather Pacquiao I watched you know on video after it happened. So I, see my excitement as far as uh, boxing is concerned just recently picked up obviously with Mayweather and McGregor. I think it's obviously because of the cross uh, because of the cross sports that that gained my interest. But if I go back and think about last time I really had a, you know. A, a, I guess a dog in the race, I guess you could say, is when, uh, when it was Tyson and, um, uh, oh gosh, um, the one that got his ear bit off. Um, that, that's how field. far it goes back. Yeah, Holyfield. So Tyson and Holyfield was the last time I was interested. So I, I got, I, I, I will go back and I'll take a look at it and watch it and see what we come up with and see what, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it should be interesting. So, anyway, um, we got to pack up. We got to get on out of here. So, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, you got time set for next week yet, Cuervo, or no? Um, yeah, I mean, whenever you want to start, Sonny. Okay, we'll check it out, and we'll see what's best for us uh, on that. So, that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we are here on Sunday on that Sunday morning tradition that is the Couch Potato Sports Show. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Have a good one. We will catch you next week here and do it. Oh, hit the wrong button. That button right there. We're out of here, everybody. Take care. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.